Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. This time, I'm joined by Matthew Simmons of Yo Video Games. How's it going, dude? Hey, Mike. How's it going? It's going well, and uh, it is September, and as a lot of people speculated and guessed, there was probably going to be a Nintendo Direct, um, and we finally got one. Wasn't on a Wednesday. <laughs> was on a Thursday. Wasn't the <laughs> yeah. two weeks earlier that people had, provi- uh, had speculated, but... You know, I, I I had a going theory about that, and and I'm not saying I'm not saying what I'm going to say is the the honest truth, but I noticed TGS was really late this year, and actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so TGS is really late. It's it's very end of the month, like first day of October, and Nintendo usually puts their their September stuff right about a week ahead of tgs or so like a week or so ahead of it okay and then and then when it was kind of like when the days were rolling into september and nothing was being announced i was kind of sitting there thinking i wonder maybe it's just because tgs is late and they want to like push it to that and i wonder if maybe too that that has now the only the only thing i have to go off of that really is just sort of the timing and the fact that the japanese directs they have often have titles that are exclusive to those japanese directs but yeah maybe those companies probably talk to Nintendo a bit and be like, okay, you know, Hey, TGS is really late this year. You know, we don't really want to announce a game and then have to wait a month before we can like do our proper showing. So for, I think for a lot of third party Japanese companies, maybe smaller publishers, it's like, they like to use the direct as a springboard of like, here's the announcement trailer. And then we'll have a gameplay demonstration and like a week later at TGS. So I, I, I kind of wonder if maybe that's, that's what it was all about. Could know, have been, like, yeah. I mean, that could have been it. We also talked, I mean, I think a lot of people thought maybe the Sony doing its big PlayStation showcase when they announced that Nintendo may have planned to go earlier, but they wanted to be kind of, you know, a little bit of a buffer between that and when their direct is. And I, honestly, and honestly, neither of these might've mattered. Nintendo might've just been like, this is when we're doing it because we're Nintendo, you know, this is the, the things we never really find out about it. But Nintendo did give us a direct 40 minutes uh quite a bit of stuff in here and um we can go we can go in order of the direct or if maybe if there's something you want to specifically like want to start with we can go in that direction because there there was there's a lot in here and well they started they started with what is what is a big title but kind of like what we not a lot of people think about it doesn't have to touch on a lot because it was it was very much a teaser but again i kind of want this is a good springboard to sort of transition to what i just said where they started with with sunbreak from Monster yeah, Hunter rise new expansion and, coming and next someone, summer right and someone pointed out that capcom changed their tgs uh, oh. description it literally doesn't say uh, capcom showcase now it says capcom showcase monster hunter updates and then gotcha. there's a description so like they're like you know learn all the latest info on sunbreak and monster hunter stories too so and it was a tiny little quick teaser and then after that capcom's updated its tgs page to basically just saying to everyone like we don't have anything else we're going to talk about at tgs but sunbreak so and then that's a big deal because it's like it's like the g rank expansion for yeah. monster hunter rise and that's nice but i mean if anything it was just sort of i guess in a way for me it's more just sort of confirmation on my theory that companies like to use a, a big september direct as a springboard to tgs 
Now, because that, Nintendo doesn't go to TGS, and they have never have. But that, that is very true. Not just for TGS. I think we just get these two uh, these two out of the way. I mean, there was uh, a teaser for Animal Crossing update, the cafe, the roost, and uh, yeah, and Smash Brothers wasn't technically there. They just announced that yeah. there will be the final presents on October fifth. So this was kind of a a thing to advertise upcoming like deep dives into some of these uh, like teaser announcements. You know, I, I, some people point that I actually don't mind that too much. I actually kind of like it because there's actually three things if you really think about it where they're like, here's announcements of announcements. We're announcing we're going to announce the last Smash character in October. And then we're going to announce that we're going to announce uh, announcements at an Animal Crossing Direct yeah. in October. And then we're going to announce that there will be more like an upgrade plan for the Switch Online in October. Like all, all kind of like within the next month. But is it interesting that they're like, here's announcements of announcements. I know some people kind of hate that. I don't mind it too much because at least, uh, you know, it gives you a, a good roadmap of, of where they're going this fall. Like um, you got info and then you you got basically a heads up like with more info because I personally really hate Nintendo's will just randomly dump something on Twitter at six in the morning, you know, updates or like they just kind of yeah. randomly update like their, their YouTube channel with like a launch trailer for a game. I, I really, I'm not a fan of the just sort of like, you have no idea what's coming or when just keep an eye on their Twitter. Now, like I, I like having a bit of a, a roadmap or a heads up mm-hmm. on stuff personally. So before we get too much into any, like any more subsistence, cause I know we want to talk a, maybe a little bit about smash back to sunbreak really quick. Um, as you said, coming out summer 2022, the other thing that was not in the direct, but like people found out is that sunbreak is going to be day and date on switch and PC marking yeah. the first time in a while at least you know since they've done like with rise especially with with world the content is going to be synced between the platforms despite the staggered release we still don't have a date for the pc but i'm assuming that's coming in the tgs presentation yeah well i i think i think they pretty much because like rise was they always stated rise was going to be on pc but they said it was going to come on pc like next year i think capcom probably just looked at it and said there's no point in releasing like rise og vanilla like you know at some early, early 22 and then like immediately there's going to be this big up big old update the massive expansion as they call it so i think capcom is kind of just making the right decision here and just being like just hold the pc version back until some break comes out and then they're then they can kind of like hit the ground running with it so i think it's just a smart decision on capcom's part uh with 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 the timing of the pc release so um do you think they I might know, do you think there'll be any chance they'd let like cross play cross save or anything like that yeah. with sinker do you think you keep I, w- them isolated? I wish i wish <laughs> i don't think world ever had cross saves i don't think it ever no. did they never synced. they never synced up yeah. iceborne or anything no so no <laughs> i yeah. just think not just just because like that's that's probably too weird or foreign of a concept for them do you um, think it holds it back at all by not doing that because if you could unify like you'd have a bigger unified community if everyone's on the same content update and able to play with each other like i know monster Hunter world is huge and rise yeah. is really big but they could probably be even bigger if they like would unify the community like that they could uh but this is it's just kind of one of those frustrating things i feel where where you have like yeah, a much older developer or much really more of a much older publisher who's kind of like dragged their feet on on pc gaming you know as a whole you know for and then they once they started to see that initial success you know they they started to like pick up the pace a little bit but it's like it's just one of those weird things where it's like it's really 
I mean, I'm not okay. I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't make these games, so I don't know how hard cross saving would be, but like, it doesn't seem like it would be intensely hard to do. Like, you know, Hades had it. Um, I mean, it was post post launch deal like patch, but um, it doesn't it just doesn't seem like it was to be something that that's that hard to do. But it is just one of those weird things where it's like, they just don't I, just don't think about it, or 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 they assume. And, and this comes from a little bit of experience of talking with people. Like sometimes it's just, they assume there's going to be some issue where like something nefarious could be done with it. So like they avoid it at all costs. And it's like, no, it's, it's kind of like just being a little gun shy about, you know, embracing PC technology. Um, not really related to monster hunter, but like it, it kind of just, it's just something you, you kind of hear brought up a lot. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with the situation with the, the judgment series from Sega Oh, uh, are you talking about like the actor and the not putting, right. not so wanting it to be on PC? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like I'm, they don't yeah. want it on PC. Why? Because someone could mod it. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's <laughs> we're gonna hold the whole game back from from a huge PC audience because he's afraid someone could mod his face on a it's PC. Version. Just so interesting because on the flip side, someone you thought would be right up there with this type of these types of policies would be Atlas. But yet they're embracing kind of like the the the, the PC with the, the the persona, you know, putting out some of the older games right. out there, and like, and, and, and I mean, and it's weird because Sega, like Sega, you have examples of this where Sega wants to be on PC, but they're getting pushed back, and then maybe you know, like yeah. Capcom, which has never been shy about putting stuff on PC this like this current generation, but when it comes to like crossplay, like I I have to imagine maybe it's not that type of i mean maybe simmons you're right but also like server stuff like server infrastructure the cost of maintaining servers maybe going up because larger population now they have to like do more with that i I assume because i'm thinking like mmos and stuff it gets a little bit more involved cross cross play is a different thing from cross save i want to specify that like when i'm talking about like when i say it shouldn't be that hard i'm talking about cross saves i'm not talking about cross play cross play is kind of a different yeah that that can get a little bit more hectic and 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 i can understand where that becomes okay that's going to be difficult or that that might be that might be some more um actual like r d and stuff like that so i understand a little bit more hesitancy towards cross play even though it would it would really benefit them like yeah. it would benefit the hell out of rise oh, yeah. if it had cross play i agree um cross save would benefit the hell out of it so yeah uh, for me, cross saving is like I don't know why they don't do cross. Cross save is more confusing than cross playing to me. It's just weird because yeah, like it, like with I mean, you just up like you, you just have server side stuff maybe like your or cloud save like you upload it to you know, Clapcom server. They just verify like oh yeah, here's your your account progress yeah. is here on the server, and that way when you go between the versions like it syncs, it just syncs up like like you could just work with that or. You know, they can even be make it a little bit more simplified. And it's just strange they wouldn't even go that far. Like, as you're saying, like, cross-save seems like an easier ask in delivery, and they won't even offer that much, which is a little disappointing. Yeah, and and, and we've seen from, from other, there are other games, like fighting games, like smaller ones and stuff. You can actually do cross-play. Switch can cross-play with oh, other consoles yeah. and PCs. So it's not like a hardware, like some people... Uh, and I, I, this this will get brought up a lot, I think. But like a lot of people might assume, like, oh, the Switch is a really old, weak hardware. Maybe it can't do crossplay. Like, no, 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 it can do crossplay. Um, but like, I can understand that there's maybe more hesitancy towards making that stuff work. Um, 
but yeah, it, it's, it won't have cross play. Definitely. It won't have cross save. And that, that kind of sucks. Um, because if you do want to jump in on PC, if you, if you own monster hunter rise on, on the switch, you're gonna have to start from scratch with that PC version. So yeah, that's always the, yeah, that was the thing. Like that's like with world. I mean, I waited for the PC version of world, but I didn't dive in to any of the other, like the other version because I don't have to start all over again. I was like, I'm only starting this once. I don't want to do this twice. Yeah. It, that It's just, it's just that it's like, you, 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 I think you'd find more people would be likely to buy both versions if they can have them. Like, it seems like yeah. even a better business decision for them just to well, cross it, it, all cross Yeah, it seems like it would be an enticing proposition. Like, that's going to entice people to buy two versions. Like, there's, there's, there's no enticement to buy both versions. Just be like, well, you could play it all over again from the beginning with, you know, the power of a PC on your side. You know, that's, that, that's like your only sell to someone who has it already on Switch. So I think it's weird that they wouldn't want to be like, well, we're going to have these cross saves or, or even better cross play. Then, then, then you really get a lot of it. Like, Cause there's like six to 8 million people who have it on, on the switch. That's a huge player base. You know, it, it would be such a great marketing tool to just be like, you know, Hey, you know, we, we've, we're giving you a reason to buy a second copy of the game. So yeah. know, I, to me, it's like, why don't you take that? <laughs> but whatever, that's, that's that's just kind of one of those great mysteries where like people still kind of like live in this sort of like world where it's like this is the this is the Super NES version of the game and this is the Genesis version of the game and this is the Sega CD version of the game and this is the Game Gear version of the game and this is the 32X version of the game and here, welcome back to the era of Primal Rage. Um, I, I I I might I'm I'm I that that might be like way too far back for some people. I apologize to your younger listeners. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh- we had, besides, obviously, they they opened with Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, and then they got into a few uh, updates and smaller announcements. We had an update on Mario Party Superstars, which hey. just looks like it's Super Mario Party's, like, presentation just applied to... The-, well, the, only thing, the only thing I'll say about Mario Party Superstars is the reason, the reason you're not seeing any Mario Party in that N64 on Switch Online is because of this game. Well, it was in the montage, I thought, for upcoming games. No, no, no Mario Parties. Oh, it wasn't? Uh, Oh, okay. Uh, I was going to double check that, but yeah, if if you remember, then... Go ahead and double check it. I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm senile, but I'm very sure, pretty sure that there was no Mario Party games announced in the N64 thing. And I'm like, because they're trying to sell it to yeah, because I mean, I saw some people assume like Mario wouldn't be a hero. So Mario Golf, Pokemon Snap, Majora's Mask, F Zero X, Kirby the Crystal Shot. We'll get to this later. I'm just going through it to verify. Yeah. yeah, it was not in the montage. So you're you're right, but I mean, it could potentially come at some point, Simmons. But I think they might hold off on it to give a good window to yeah. Mario Party Superstars. But they again, Nintendo sees the pro- the value in both because they want to maximize the sales for Mario Party Superstars when it's yeah. new and then they're going to be people wanting nostalgia oh, i would like to play the original one like there's something like something about it and then like oh well here's the original one they'll hit you up with that later and Here, double well, here's, dip. The weird, here's the weird thing for me about Mario party superstars is that there's five boards split across the first three games and i'm just kind of like why aren't you just putting all the boards in there from from all three games <laughs> I, I mean, we would or, hope or at least, they would, up- or at least like a chunk of it. But like, and, and you would say, "Well, that's DLC." I'm like, "Do you remember? How, remember how the DLC went for?" Super yes, Mario Party? I literally was about to say Super Mario Party was like one of the 
the best selling games on switch and it took two years to get a update and it was most likely because they're developing this and they made the functionality for this and they just like gave it like to that however they they still didn't add any boards they're like they didn't add any boards or content which is the biggest thing two even if it's free updates for this game uh, it'll it'll bring up the question that's been brought up so many times now, or the the issues been brought up so many times now about Nintendo releasing content incomplete releases and, mm-hmm. and the games that like Mario Golf like we saw the update for Mario Golf and it's like free updates but it's like man that stuff wasn't in the main game and do people really want to have to wait months and months after to get stuff they thought felt was gonna be in the game people like to play a game and move on sometimes Nintendo is almost treating these like a service type thing or short term service games where they want you to stay invested but it's also weird because there's no like paid dlc angle as far as we know for 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 yeah. some of these so it's it's like yeah but again it goes back to people would just like to see that stuff there and there have been calls from like to people trying to call it nintendo saying yo this you're releasing incomplete games like stop doing this they are i i think this might be a case where possibly you could argue covid does have a real effect on on something like mario golf in particular which came out and it's like wow this seems to have come out really like hot like kind of kind of weak in weak in the content department and then like there's there's been a one free update already with new donk city and I think there was a new character. I don't remember who. I don't care. Um, oh, Koopa, and then, <laughs> Koopa Troop is the one they announced in this. Sorry. No, no, I mean for the, oh. the first update. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. With New Donk City. I can't remember if they added a character or not. I, whatever. Um, and this one, yeah, it has Koopa and Ninji and, and two new courses. Oh, yeah. like a Ninji, yeah. Yeah, like a new desert and a new uh, snowy course. So I, I remember when that comes out, like October, I think, or, or something. Or maybe, no, no, it came out the day it was Shadow Dropped, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it I can't think it came out yesterday. But anyways, point is 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 it does kind of feel Toadette like Toadette was the new character. Sorry. Toadette, you're Toadette right, was a right. new character. Um it kind of feels like maybe the game should have come out in September. But I think Nintendo wanted that June release because you know that kind of like mimic Mario Tennis Aces, which you could also argue, which would be a counter argument to the COVID thing, but you could argue Mario Tennis Aces felt a little you know small at launch and then they added like a for a whole year it was like dlc for a year yeah into, into mario tennis aces so um but yeah maybe this is 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 somewhat of a case but again i kind of go back and, and argue with you know in my own head about it. i'm like yeah but super mario party came out way before the the pandemic and that was really really you know anemic with content and and uh and mario tennis aces is the same deal so it's like those games didn't have a lot of content in them and yeah, you, you can make that argument now. Now you can maybe argue, well, you know, they're, they're, they're stretched thin or they're, you know, having to move to work from home, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, th- I have a lot of thoughts, <laughs> I guess, on sort of the rollout of, of some of these games and, and whether or not, like, are, are, is Nintendo releasing them unfinished? Here's what I'll say. I think Nintendo, this is going to be, this is going to be, a, this is going to be a little controversial. I'm just going to warn you, like, controversy warning right now i think nintendo's really starting to come into a a, a, uh, an era where there is a distinct uh lack or or just showing between developer talent like there's you know there's like a basically what i'm saying is like some developers that are either first party or sort of work exclusively with nintendo 
some of them are just better than others, <laughs> like that, like way better than others. And to make a, a, a really kind of nasty, well, not a nasty, but just sort of like drive the point home, uh, we you can look at a game like like Skyward Sword HD, which we know is done by Tantalus, which I don't know why Nintendo hid that for so long. Um, seems like an odd thing. And Skyward Sword HD came out. It's a Wii game, a late era Wii game, right? It had it had a better frame rate, and it had a couple things <laughs> that were kind of changed or added to it, right? They had to, they had to sort of like redo the control scheme a bit for for Switch Lite, but like it kind of was it was kind of just that game, right? But then you look at something else that came out, uh, you know, before Skyward Sword, like even like a year before Skyward Sword, um, and you look at, at what happened with Xenoblade Definitive, and that was a late era Wii game, and they added like 15 hours of content in an epilogue, and they went back and redid all the head models and all the hand models for every character in the game, and some textures were completely 100% redone, some were just upscaled, so. <sighs> They both came out at the same price in the same sort of deal. And, and I'm just kind of sitting here looking at this. And I'm starting to think, I think some developers within Nintendo are just better at this than others. Like it's not, it, it's not as much like where on N64, you looked at a game like Mario Golf and Mario Tennis by Camelot, and it, it didn't really look any better or worse than anything else on the N64. Like, cause you just didn't need as much manpower and you didn't need as much time to make a game on the N64 as you do on the Switch. But as time has marched on and technology has improved, some developers, even within Nintendo, have adapted much better at kind of like coming into this, this era of, of gaming. And, and it, I think it's starting to really show in the content of their games because like, to be quite, quite frank, like Mario Tennis Aces and Mario Tennis uh, or Mario Golf, Super Rush, they're fun games. I, I own Mario, I own them, like they're, they're I've, they are a good time with friends, but I'd be lying if I said they were as content rich as say the GameCube versions. So, yeah, there's, I think there's sort of two things there. One, the issue of developers who put enough content into their game and what they're, or what they're actually like trying to do with their games, which is, I think is a multifaceted issue. Budget obviously comes in there. Like you made an example about like like the Zombie Chronicles Definitive Edition versus Skyward Sword HD, and it's like one clearly had more budget. And not, I, I'm not also denying that Monolith Soft's probably very like very 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 talented. That's another part of it. But like there's other factors to consider. I feel like in terms of like what can be in there, and it can just be as simple as some of these games like. Nintendo says like you only got this much budget and then you only have this much time to work on these. And then on the flip side, you're absolutely right about certain developers and studios becoming more attuned with the hardware faster. We've seen that forever. For N64, it was rare. Rare was like beating even Nintendo first party at throwing game. Then we had retro in the GameCube era and factor five in the GameCube era, just like blowing away. Like, look at what yeah. we can do with this system. That's kind of always been like a thing. And then like, it's clear that like, companies like like studios like monolith soft clearly know how to do a lot with that switch hardware yeah. versus some of the other things so like i don't think that that seems like an easy thing to argue but for the other part with content it's just i wish we got more in behind got to peek behind the curtains more we see this with other like west especially western developers we get a little bit more insight into what's going on there or we get more reports even though like with sony i feel like we get more reports about what's going on yeah. with stuff but with nintendo it's so secretive that we don't always have the best picture yeah. about what's going on internally with the with like budgets and team sizes and we're like it, it's just 
hard to guess, but it is very clear that like Molosoft is a big studio. They're very talented and they usually get the bigger budgets. Although they've even said something, they've actually been some of the more outspoken. Uh, you've brought it up several times before about like, why wasn't future like perfect or future more like robust. Now, like, well, you had the with the option to either make it what it was or and we had other stuff we were working on or we'd have to take people off that to work on this mm-hmm. and like we've made that call so like even they're not immune to like being like taxing out you know max capacity yeah. their resources and we don't I mean, we don't really know but uh, from the con- from from the buyer standpoint from the consumer standpoint yeah you got to look at it this way too. Like these are both $60 re-releases of, of these Wii games. So yeah. Uh, and, and, and frankly, if any, if any game series <laughs> can afford to have a little bit more time and polish and whatever put into it, you exactly. would think you would think something like, like the Zelda franchise, it's, like yeah. would, would be okay. If so, are we going to add a 10 hour expansion to, to this, this big 3d Zelda game? Like, uh, we don't want like, Hey, let's spend the money on this game that like maybe cracked a million or, or Skyward Sword, which, you know, obviously cracked like three to 4 million on, on the Wii. Um, but, but no, it was kind of like, and, and it's not disrespect to Tantalus because yeah, I don't, I'm, they were hired scared. to do a specific job and they did, yeah. they did what they were paid to do and did a good job at that. They weren't asked exactly. to add content, yeah, exactly. you know, they can't go beyond their mandate and their orders from Nintendo. I mean, they probably wouldn't mind either oh. if they said like, Hey, can you add a new land? Or sure. They'd be thrilled. Yeah. New dungeons. They'd probably be like, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll take a crack at it. I don't think they'd deny it, but yeah, I'm sure like the job they were hired for was like, get this running on switch, get it running at 60 frames if you can. Um, and then figure out the control scheme. Yeah. And that was, that was probably it for the most part. And so. it's probably, again, I think very likely is a budget thing Nintendo allocated, but it's, it's again, a good point. Just like Zelda is such a big series for them. They started with the Wind Waker by going a little yeah. bit more exa- like exuberant with that one with Anuma's presentation saying like, hey, it's going to take a little while because we're redoing the visuals, we're, 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 we're tweaking some stuff. And then you go from that to Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword HD. And it's like, wait, what? Why did you stop? Like, why didn't you go little higher effort on both of these nintendo and yeah. it's just it's a little weird and it makes me kind of hesitant about you know if that's all they're gonna do i mean it's nice to get those updates and make them playable and easy like easier easy to access again but it kind of loses some of the like the oomph the specialness about these announcements when i mean this is the same thing that i think sony gets called out as well about Versus, like, will they do a remaster set? Will they do a remake? You know, and pres- like in game preservation, like, I think Nintendo and Sony get like under the crosshairs a little bit more, especially Nintendo with their gating now. Uh, what they did, like, we saw through Super Mario 3D All Stars, but now with the as we get to in a bit, the online service, like, Mario 64 is going to be on that service. <laughs> it's like we knew yeah. that something like that's going to happen, but again, but to your point, it's a little surprising that Zelda doesn't get a little bit more. I don't know pizzazz with its like remasters, like going yeah, a little or, or bit bu- the extra budget, mile, you know, or something. It's just, it's just. I just honestly think, and and, and someone pointed out. Uh, I read this, um, and I don't again. I, I can't say if it's true or not, but it sounds true. Uh, but someone pointed out that like Camelot Software Planning has about forty-five people on staff i think there's probably some way you could probably look that up now let's assume that's true let's just go off of that which sounds about right that kind of makes sense for why their games are kind of like have less and less content because you know 45 person staff that you you could you could make a a pretty content feature rich 
Mario Golf on the N64 with 45 people, <laughs> you know? Or you could even split that and have a content feature-rich Game Boy Color version of Mario Golf. When you have 45 people who have to make, you know, a, a Switch era HD Mario Golf, that suddenly becomes a problem. <laughs> mm. So that, to me, that, that kind of like... It says, you know, also that like it, these people maybe just don't have the, the the staff, you know, and the budget to really, yeah, exactly. Going to like live up to like what the you know what they had content feature wise you know, on GameCube because now we're in the HD era and it's like it's well into the H past the HD era, if you will. So yeah, some of these yeah. studios I feel also like they're just like adjusting to HD because they they were so late to it as well. But I mean, yeah. there's also calls that like maybe Camelot, like people have lost a little bit of faith in Camelot. Like the whole thing about like people wanting like, oh, we want Rare to go make a new Banjo-Kazooie. It's like, well, it's not even the same Rare anymore. It's like same thing with like yeah. Camelot. These studios, it's been so long since these revered entries that people like. It's like people yeah. move on. People don't stay at a company usually for 20 years. I mean, some do, but like that's not always the case. And but it's also like it, it's also kind of like because everyone's like when when are we getting a new golden so when we get a new golden i'm like guys if if camelot's <laughs> really only 45 people strong we're yeah, not getting a, we're not, not getting a new golden sun because like i think in everyone's mind they want a golden sun that'll compete with like final <laughs> fantasy or, or or like even monolith soft i'm like monolith soft has like 250 Man. some people <laughs> like, yeah it, like that's like a pipe dream maybe I mean, it's some people that i think just want another good entry I mean, not not necessarily oh, competing I mean, who, who, but like who does people, it like, yeah I, but it's I, like do you tr like you think camelot could actually do that right now and it's like yeah. it takes a lot to do that i mean and pedigree isn't always you know sometimes people put too much blind faith in a pedigree without fully understanding the circumstances again we don't yeah. always get a lot of behind the scenes thing and that's kind of true about like this this next game i mean i think pedigrees might get people interested in this the next game they talked about was voice of cards the isle the isle dragon roars uh, this new card game from Square Enix. And it was like, oh, kind of cool. And then you see the, the near team, like Yoko Taro and Okabe. It's yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> They're working on a yeah, card well, game. <laughs> well, I think this was teased at the beginning of the month without without really any media. But like Taro had said, I think, uh, during a press junket for Near Replicant, he's like, the next project he does, he wants it to be like a really small scale game. He wanted, he wanted to do yeah, a little small. Yeah, that's so true. Here we, so here we are, a small scale side project. That's fine. Um, yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. <laughs> so, um, it's definitely not the game that like that makes me jump up and down with excitement or anything. Um, I'm not. It reminds me so much. I think it was called the Crimson Dragon or Crimson Knight or something. There was some 3DS game done by Matsuno of the Evilis and and you know Pharmacy Tactics and Ogre Battle fame. Where he, he did a game. Shroud? Yeah, I was in conjunction with level five. And it was like Yeah, it was Crimson Shroud. Crimson Shroud. Yeah, something. And it was Crimson something. Anyways, yeah, it was like this simulates a, a tabletop role-playing experience. And then this thing, this gimmick is cards, everything's done with cards, but it's like it's like the same idea. Where it's like it's a very small scale, small, you know, concept, but it's like it's just simulating tabletop RPGs. Like right down to like like they here's a table and here's a dice that we roll kind of thing and here's a little little like you know chess pawn that we move across yeah it was cool the cards like made like up the map and stuff and even it, like whatever your thoughts on it they they shadow drop the demo like you can go pick up a demo like where it was available same day yes uh direct was yesterday recording day um 
and you can just try it out. So it's like, I mean, that's a thing I, I kind of like about Square Enix with their smaller projects as we'll get to another project <laughs> in a little bit yeah. that was talked about, but like they do allow these demos and I'm sure they'll collect feedback. I will say the artwork on the character on the cards looked really good and the music, the song they were playing. I was like, well, of course, you know, who, who yeah, know who's making like, this oh, music? Man, this, this, like, yeah, this has so much like an Okabe piece, which is good. <laughs> that's not a bad thing at all. It's, but <laughs> Yeah, it's neat. It, um. But I, maybe we'll save it for later for more Square Talk. But I, I have some thoughts yeah. on Square Enix sure. as a whole with <laughs> with Switch in particular. Yeah, um, they they gave a they announced the uh, the the Disco Elysium is coming to Switch as well. Uh, the which actually kind of surprised me because I was like the final what? cut. Yeah, uh, it just seems like it's not on Switch. I'm like, it just was like, wait a minute, isn't this? And people are like, no, 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 no. no. It wasn't. I'm like, wow, this just seems like a game that would have come out on Switch as well. <laughs> like, it at seems launch. like the worst way. I mean, it's set up a lot of these ports, but like that game is a point and click. And I mean, I know you got the touchscreen, but also, uh, I know like, uh, here, Isla loves that game and was like already noticing it was like the visuals a little bit more like simplified, like it was losing some mm-hmm. of the effects. Um, but I mean, just, I mean, it's, it, it is a game, I think the more, the merrier on, on switch. So I like, I have no issue with it coming out and, uh, oh, if that's what it takes to get some people to play it, it's, I tried playing it. It's just not my style of game, but I, everyone who's actually played through it, like loves that narrative. Like they love that game. So, yeah, you know, Nintendo likes going after those critical darlings, especially, you know, the, the, the smaller, like indie looking games as well. Yeah, I was just kind of like surprised. I'm like, oh, I'm just surprised it's not on. Switch yeah, either. I thought it was on there maybe too. And then I was like, oh, and like maybe it's just the final cut version they're getting. It's like, no, it's just coming. And it's like, all right. And it's uh, weird because the digital will be available uh, in, uh, right aw- or on the release date. I think it's October uh, 29th, uh, October yeah, 12th. Sorry. Soon. But the physical version's not coming out till next year. So that was a little interesting that you have to wait like several months for the physical version. Just, just a little yeah. weird like thing about that. I mean, yeah, like though this is just like the, the, the ongoing saga of like the punished collector. <laughs> yeah. Unless I maybe they have like, I don't know if it's being like a special deal with maybe I am eight bit or something. I, I'm not, I, I could probably just look it up, but like if it's something special, like they're doing like arranging the packaging then maybe it just needs more time, but yeah, well, I mean, didn't Hades get like a physical release? Like, yeah, this that, year was, well? that was, that was, yeah, it could be something like that for sure. So, I mean, maybe that that's the reason, but if it's just like a standard thing, you know, who knows, maybe COVID was, you know, causing some delays in the, the production stuff, like everything else. Uh, but other, the next thing they did, Hyrule Warriors expansion pass, uh, update. This is the story DLC. Um, I don't like every time I see this game, it, 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 it like, I can't help but notice the performance of this game. Like as time goes on, like it just becomes more and more glaring that this game it's just like the Switch cannot handle running this game. Now, this was more of a story presentation trailer, and they did finally show off uh, uh, the uh, uh, Robbie and, uh, oh my God, Pura uh, playable in this. And I think that was widely assumed because in-game they, they tag along with you in parts and they have like full move sets. So it's like they're, they want to go into all that work if they weren't going to be playable. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've never understood for me, I was like, well, it just seemed like they didn't show much. That was the like, thing. Like, 
unless you've played this game and paid attention, I don't feel like what they showed looked any different than like a normal trailer to the average yeah, like was, bystander. That's the thing. I was thing. very confused by by what we were seeing. Um, I, I was very much like, did they did they actually show anything in this? They this they did. So the cutscenes are like they showed new stuff for sure in it. It's just you have to be in the know. Um, otherwise, I, I think it was like looked the same. I mean, the most exciting part was showing them playable at the end and showing their move sets, which looked kind of cool actually. Uh, using the, the the you know their 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 technology, it's called Guardian of Remembrance. I was waiting for that 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 that, that title right there. Uh, pure writing around like some orb thing looked pretty cool. Coming October 29th. It's just interesting that this one wasn't the lead because the first DLC was just added like EX plus missions and uh, a new research like kind of like skill tree thing where if you brought certain materials you can unlock new abilities and new like basically new stuff but it wasn't yeah. like story and it wasn't new playable character stuff so it was like really dry and grindy unfortunately i don't know to, to me i was just looking at the whole thing and just being like i don't know what's new here so i <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed like they didn't show much like i was expecting something a little bit more grandiose for for because i'm to my knowledge this was like the bigger dlc update this <laughs> this was like you know this was like the big you know thing you've been waiting for big story character I, you know like they're they're torna if you will and yeah it just seemed like oh here's a trailer there's some things happening and you can play as these two goofballs the end I was like, okay, like, I don't know. Wasn't very long. Didn't show very much was, was sort of just sort of confused. Cause I was expecting like way more uh, uh, pomp and circumstance behind it. Yeah. And I'm trying to look up what, how many things are in the past, how many waves. Cause wave one pulse, of the ancients is the one I talked about. This is guardians of remembrance uh, guardian of remembrance. So what is it only two waves? Because if this is the, if this is the the only if this is it then it's like this was twenty bucks basically I don't know if this was necessarily worth twenty dollars yeah yeah DLC includes both Wave One and Two and it's nineteen ninety nine so yeah I don't know about this one honestly I, I mean I need to play Wave Two because it's got new story Battle for Kakariko Village Battle of Kaponga village and more uh, new stages, Coliseum and more newly added playable characters, Pure and Robbie, and one more added actions for existing character. Oh, one more playable character. They haven't revealed yet. So there will be a third playable character and an added moves for each character. I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like this, the, both of these combined felt like a nine 99 <laughs> felt like a $10, but this is like Nintendo here. Basically I'm just trying to say I've been pretty well. I enjoyed uh, Age of Calamity. I actually think it was better than I expected. Uh, obviously, held back by performance issues is number one thing, and the post-game stuff oh, is boy. like just typical grindy Musou stuff. But this DLC thing has not been has not lived up to expectations whatsoever. It seems like a yeah, huge well, missed opportunity. Well, well, let me ask you this because uh, I only played the demo, and then after the demo, I was pretty much like, oh, okay, this this runs terribly. I'm not I'm not bothering with this. Um, so did it get any better like performance, performance wise or do you mean like no no performance wise yeah like like it was 
it was kind of like it was it was kind of like shockingly rough i will say I okay i will say this it, it, it like it, it's it's always there it is always there and later levels get really chaotic so it gets it's there more prevalent the thing is i got used to it it is not it is not gameplay detrimental it never caused any issue with me succeeding or failing. I never blamed, oh man, this performance, like lost because of that. Like, even with me, when I get like salty like that, never had that happen. Um, and so, yeah, it, it actually, it's core, it's still good. It's still a good Muso game, um, despite that, the, the, the performance issues. It's just, it would have really looks like these are really good maps. Like, they do unique kind of like takes on existing areas and some add new parts of areas we hadn't seen before and it's like man i really want to enjoy these and i want to love i want to look at these and say wow but at the same time the performance issues kind of hold that back so it is loses some of its luster there i feel um so yeah for its core game i think yeah to answer question yes it's always there but uh it wasn't never became a problem in terms of like it affected gameplay it's just it's definitely a, a knock against its, you know, its, hmm. its presentation. But that, yeah, for but telling you, Simmons, like the, the DLC plan for it just seems so underwhelming. And like they've treated it kind of like an afterthought every time, they, except the original time they presented it, like <laughs> yeah. that, like graphic, the infographic that was right, up there for yeah. a few seconds. It's like slow down. Like when you yeah, show Smash, <laughs> you have it up there forever. Why? Like it's like they want to gloss over. It's the same thing with the breath of the wild dlc it's like i just don't know honestly both zelda games i mean breath of the wild obviously got way more substantial dlc than yeah it did like. i'll see that but like it also also feels kind of like both games kind of like well there's some we did some 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 cool little like tweaking stuff like neither one of them feel like they live up to the scope of of their of the game they're based off of when it comes to the dlc um I mean, I I know, I know you haven't played it, but it's just kind of like when I oh. think of like when I, when I think of like DLC, I think of like torn on. I'm like, oh, it's like a, this is a full game. This this is a full dang game, um, and, and like unique thing. And then you know, the, if I remember, you have to correct me if I'm wrong, but like for for uh, Breath of the Wild, it was like there's this there's basically Cave of Ordeals style DLC, and there's like an extra hard mode that they added. Like a, a difficulty and and basically more or less just yeah more or less like a cave of ordeals. I, I think it's more elaborate than cave of ordeals, obviously. Yeah, um, the yeah it was same. It was basically the same thing. It was two packs, nineteen ninety nine yeah. for Breath of the Wild. First one was the con like not the story stuff. Excuse me. It was the uh, trial of the sword, master mode, hero's path mode. Excuse me, a few new like a travel medallion and new armor, and that's kind of like mirrors Age of Calamity, and then Champions Ballad, which is the story stuff. Oh right, was Champions was was pack two, um, and I they kind of did the same thing. So I guess it's not fully unexpected when you look at that. Um, but it just seems the, like if, if some of that stuff seems like should have been included. Yeah, for as much as that game sold, yeah, uh, I I kind of was like. I don't know, might have been unrealistic expectation on my part for like for the first breath of the wild but like part of me was kind of like i expected like more from from the dlc uh for breath of the wild considering how well and you know it did how successful it was like i was kind of expecting like like a big island you know expansion dlc or something you know like something where like you, you maybe you just sail and load out to a whole new like chunk of area that's like brand new to explore got its own little story going for it and 
yeah and the same thing with like with with Hyrule Warriors it's um, I'm just kind of like I believe the game I don't want to get it too much in the spoilers but like I believe the game ended on somewhat of a cliffhanger or something and and there is story DLC coming so I guess that's part of it but for, like, for Age of Calamity yeah it's like not it, not really cliffhanger but like sort of like a you know yeah let's get ready for our next big whatever adventure i don't know like i personally like i yeah we'll not get into spoilers on it but like yeah i was i was kind of like i was super like like it's meant as far as we know it's not meant to be it it's its own thing because they cheated with the prequel thing like it's alternate yeah. timeline it's not yeah, it's not i was, I was it's so not upset. a it's not a real prequel to breath of the yeah. wild it's not no i know it's not the re- sequel yeah it, really it was their way to get around it yeah, yeah. They went there with yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah yeah without spoiling anything um moving on though this next one i feel like is well if Nintendo's not going to do it, we'll might as well try and get on the craze. Chocobo GP, our uh, Square Enix Mario Kart, <laughs> was uh, revealed. And it's uh, based, yeah, it's Square Enix's Mario Kart. Which, I, it's Struggle Racing Mario Kart. With, I, uh, I, I thought this was a remake of the PS1 game at first. It's not. It's not. I, I it, it, <laughs> it looks pretty good. Uh, the character selection they showed, I kind of like. I like seeing Gilgamesh um i mean the, instead of like question box item boxes it's magicites i mean you use classic final fantasy spells as the abilities it, and i guess you can collect multiple to power them well, up yeah it, it, it uses an extremely diddy kong racing style of power up system so like you know you you stack the colored you know specific colored types of uh power-ups and like make them better by stacking them and stuff and that's really cool um it actually has actual mainline final fantasy characters we were kind of like yeah uh, vivi gilgamesh steiner steiner yeah um someone was saying that the sid in the game is probably the sid from four he's driving a tank oh Um, yeah one of the the yeah 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 he's got like this military guard he's like like (laughs) and like i think if some people were saying like i think that's four sid so uh, yeah, it's kind of neat that they're actually, it's not just like, here's Chocobo, and then the, there's another Chocobo, and another Chocobo, and then there's like a white mage, and a black mage, and a and a Moogle. Moogle, and a Tonberry, it's like this the usual yeah. suspects. It's, it's not just sort of like generic, like, uh, nameless monster creature um, stuff. So I was kind of happy to see like Vivi and Steiner, and like, you know, hopefully there's, there's more uh, like that. Because if I remember correctly, like Squall was in one of the PS1 Chocobo racing games. And um, I think Cloud was an unlockable at some, in, in it as well, something like that. So yeah, like I'm, I'm hoping to see more uh, more actual like Final Fantasy characters. And I think if you notice, like they're, they're, they're racing around in Alexandria from Final Fantasy Nine. Nine, yeah. Uh, so neat. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm down for this. I, I will, I'm, I, I don't care I think, i'm all for more mario kart style clones i i think the most surprising thing was when they're like this is a switch exclusive like yeah it's launching exclusively on switch and i was like okay i don't know why you okay, okay. like there's something weird okay like, i didn't want to say there's something there's something really weird about square enix's switch support like it seems uh. like all their like and i'm not they're not downplaying the games but it seems like a lot of their like side projects kind of like pushed on the switch well it's not Whereas, necessarily like, side projects since they have a t- they have a one of their business divisions within them they're dedicated to making switch titles they started that really. up after 2017 mm-hmm. they announced that they were going to have it i mean 
team uh asano is like pretty much been <laughs> the, yeah the team doing well, that but like it's more than them they do have a division that is meant to bring switch exclusives because of how yeah. well it the system sold especially in japan it is like mm-hmm. hey do you need to it's, have games on the it's, system it's, but it's, it's also a specialized well, it's like, okay, this game looks like a lot of fun, but obviously it doesn't look like Square's putting like the the, and the enormity of their budgets behind Th- That's it. Like, you know, they're, they're like the old, the, like the B tiers that like everyone argued vanished, you know, back in the start of the HD generation that like HD killed off, you know, at the in between, between Indie and AAA. This is, Square Enix yeah. found that niche for Switch and they've been doing yeah. pretty well with it. So yeah. it's, it's, it's weird to me. I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm surprised Square Enix hasn't, really put forward like a big budget game on the system like a big mainline project uh what you know in, in regards to because like you know you've got trials of mana and you've got like that act razor ga- game that came out you have triangle strategy and the bravely defaults and stuff like that um so you have those games which are good and they're absolutely i'm not i'm not diminishing them but like you know you you, you gotta admit that the money Square is putting into, say, for Spoken or Final Fantasy VII Remake or 16 is nowhere near the kind of money they're putting into Triangle Strategy or Chocobo GP well, or whatever. True. It's because those other projects are multi-platform sans Switch, so they expect right. they they think they're going to have a bigger return on their investment because they're going to be multi-platform. The thing is, if Switch was anywhere near capable of running those games native mm-hmm. like not with like a cloud version not with a weird like extra effort but like it was a easier port job they would clearly put out a switch version for those games that they could it's just they probably do the cost benefit analysis and they're like no that's that it's we are better served by doing smaller projects that are on the system that give us a better return on our investment and I mean that you know that leads into a whole other types of suggestions we don't need to get into, but I think that's why we see it. But I mean the same thing, like, and I think they just don't want a, like a cloud version because they're not convinced cloud versions of like sixteen or for spoken well, or they're, they're what, doing what, it for for Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that is true. Um, I also I also feel <laughs> that's that, a good point. Uh, maybe that's a testing ground for them to be like, all right, let's test it on this, and if it works, okay. maybe and, we consider sixteen. <laughs> should. <laughs> Should Final Fantasy VII ever end its exclusivity reign? Oh yeah, right? I feel they're 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 going to be missing they're going to be missing out really bad if they don't make a Final Fantasy VII Cloud Edition. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so perfect. I, I yeah, feel like yeah. I feel like once if they have the ability to go multiplat on that game, um, they're going to be missing a huge opportunity to not make Cloud Edition. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah well third parties are a hot topic in relation to speculation for this next thing because they gave an announce a teaser of an announcement for the uh final sakurai presents was dated for october 5th uh it's going to be everything they confirmed it'll be everything it'll be the character reveal and the deep dive all Mm. the final me like everything is gonna be in there it's gonna this is it um i'm with you simmons like you said earlier i have no problem with how they did this because i think it should get its own like it should get its own thing yeah. it should be it's the celebration this is the this like culmination of this this effort um it's just now we have we have a final date it's like we now have basically a little over a week and a half to sp- the final speculation and what they will be doing and I, I i don't i mean there was a split second there i thought they might be like 
wait, they could actually get to say a season three pass. Like, no way. Like, this is not <laughs> happening. And they already said, no, come on. Yeah. And, and, and Koizumi yeah. even reiterated after the announcement, like, this is the final character. This is it. Like, we've been, he's like, we've been doing this for three years. We're not doing any more kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I'm glad they're doing it. This, I'm glad they announced it. I, I really, I thought it was going to be T, uh, TGA. Um, I thought this was going to be the, you know, the game awards. Oh, the game awards. That seems too, yeah. even though it could come out in December, that, that seemed like just too late. I feel like, I, yeah, I don't I know. Mean, it, it, it was pushing, it was pushing it to the end of the, of the season. The, the promise sure. thing, which, but like, man. I was kind of like, yeah, I kind of feel like they'll announce it at game awards. And then like a week or two later, there'll be the Sakurai deep dive. And then that'll be it. But they're just kind of like saying, now nah, we're doing everything, everything at the beginning of October, like, you know, and this is it, you know, this is the end. So you know, hold your breath. Count to ten. Here we go. This is, this is the last Smash Ultimate character reveal. So um, it's exciting. But on the other hand, it's kind of like uh, I'm just gonna like let you know. It doesn't matter who this character ends up being. It doesn't matter. People are gonna oh. be upset. Yeah, <laughs> because it's the end. Be... Because they know there is no other chance. It's yeah, it's like because... that is. Yeah. No matter no matter how many people it'll make happy, like there's gonna you know there's gonna be millions of people who will be upset that it wasn't said other character, many other wanted characters in the game. So um, I don't envy I don't envy Sakurai. I feel like he should go into hiding on <laughs> the sixth of October, <laughs> go on a long private unknown undisclosed location vacation for a long time. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> yes, <laughs> the internet's gonna the internet's gonna melt down, you know, regardless of who it is, because of who it, but all because of who it won't be. So, yeah, that... uh, I'm I'm still excited. I I'm personally well fed when it comes to to Smash Brothers, especially Ultimate. So I'm like. You know, it, it could be whoever. It, it could be Barney the dinosaur, or whatever. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I just like looking back how much they've done. It's like whoever it is. Like, yeah, you're right. There'll be backlash, but there'll be people happy. That's, that's how it always is. It's just gonna be amplified because it's the last one. If and... if if there were, if I was to say make any like okay, but who would it be kind of thing? I'm like, all right. Here's my one thing. I I, I would I would pick I would pick probably someone like Aloy. Uh, just to have a, oh, Sony, a Sony rep. rep. Yeah, I've heard people ask, think if about could Sony just, rep. You know, like I don't really care if it is or it isn't, one way or the other. But if if it was like up to me, I, and I was going to have one last kind of like, like okay, who can it be a Sony rep? You know, some people are like, oh, Kratos would be much better. I'm like, well, yeah, but it seems like Sony really likes pushing Aloy as a as a guest character right now. And in, in, that uh, is true. Genshin, Genshin Impact. Impact. And so I'm like, okay, that seems to be the, and she's fine. She'd be, she'd be a great character for Smash. Kratos would be a great character for Smash. Uh Wanderer, yeah. Uh maybe maybe not Nathan. I don't, <laughs> Wanderer, yeah. I, I don't know about you know Nathan Drake and that Joel stage would be, would be amazing weird, like, for Wanderer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like in the music and the, oh man, that's the one. Okay, now, yeah, but I mean yeah, shit, okay, so there you so go. That, that's yeah, I know. But so for me, I'm like, okay, like yeah, a Sony rep would kind of to me would the nicest bow you could wrap on 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 smash brothers ultimate would be a sony rep mm -hmm. um but sony doesn't seem like they're in the business of playing nice like microsoft so yeah i just <laughs> I'm, don't I'm yeah not don't. Ex not not expecting it for sure <laughs> i'm um, expecting a pokemon well the character <laughs> who the the hero of smash brothers canonically the one who survived to give yeah. the others a chance to even fight back in ultimate uh little kirby um also got a big announcement 
in this direct might be one of the biggest announcements of the direct a brand new fully 3d kirby game kirby in the forgotten land that is a 3d platformer in getting drawing comparisons to odyssey-esque i wouldn't say it's like literally odyssey but definitely going in that more mario 3d direction um, it feels if to me it felt like this this completely is right in the middle between odyssey and 3d world yeah that's design. a good absolutely like, it, look, it looks like it's right in the middle of that and can you believe they've never done a 3d curve I mean, like this done style this style yeah like this type of 3d like there's, this like there's never been a 3d platformer kirby the closest thing you got was like um that 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 mode in 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 kirby air ride yeah uh, where like you're zooming around the city you know freeform like that, that is like the most 3d kirby's ever been gameplay wise it's crazy to think uh, I, I know that when Kirby, there was there was a really cool, I don't know why, you know, I don't know if it was a Wada Asks or if it was just uh, some sort of news post, but they they had a, they actually did peel the curtain back a little bit at how when, when Return to Dreamland came out on the Wii and they actually showed three canceled prototypes for the Wii Kirby. Oh, yeah. One of them was like a hand-drawn, like super high-res, like 2D version, which they were like, yeah, I really regret that didn't happen. Um, but one of them they said they toyed around with was a 3D Kirby, you know, between the GameCube and the Wii days, like Hal had toyed around with a 3D version of Kirby, but they said they just couldn't get it right um, or they couldn't, or they weren't satisfied with it. So it, it's crazy that it's, yeah, it's it's been like 25 plus, almost 30 years. And Kirby's never gone 3D, full 3D platformer. Well, so yeah i will say i'm not someone who's ever really been into the kirby games despite recognizing them for you know it, it is a, a mainstay it does do generally well the, uh, but it's just never clicked with me and but this i'm into 3d platformers a, a good looking 3d platformers and this passed my visual test i was like i actually want to play this when it comes out this will be the first Kirby game I might play I, I think I played one other to completion for a project but the one I willingly want to play through to completion and it, it, it just looked it looked good to me I mean I, 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 like in terms of like gameplay and in the concepts for the platforming and the only thing that I noticed that was a little interesting I think that how maybe they're handling this because you you said 3d world it doesn't look like you have manual camera control. It does look like the camera follows you to maintain kind of like a certain perspective where Kirby is always either moving up up and down one move you like depth wise and left and right always move you sideways because it kind of shifted with you during like turn sequences uh, or when you um, walked out. But if, if it uh, was camera control, I imagine it'd be like 3D World's camera control and not full 3D guess, like Odyssey. I'm going to guess there'll be areas where you have camera control and a lot of areas you don't. That's my guess. Like some, sometimes you will, most of the time you won't. Yeah. That, like maybe, that, maybe the boss fight. Cause against that big, like gorilla thing, oh, like yeah. maybe that they give you it. Uh, but I mean, if that's their way, they, they, they want to handle it. I mean, the layouts of the, the environments that I'm seeing don't really seem like they require you to rotate that drastic, like that granular. It just seems like the four point rotation or even eight point rotation would be enough for the camera. I, I, I will say, visually i think it looked a little, a little underwhelming um that's kind of like true 
it's also and what you I mean, were even pointing you're also that, pointing out as a caveat simmons just to like before like haters come it's like you are saying like this is a compressed video in a stream and even like the youtube version so like maybe when you get your hands and see yeah, it it might look a little better streaming compresses stuff definitely and and youtube compresses stuff so like you're not getting you're not getting the best look at anything ever when you're when you're looking at stuff on on stream or on youtube but it does seem like mostly like it's i'm not talking about like oh how come it's not more detailed I'm like it just looks like the textures actually look fuzzy like low res like a lot of them like especially the opening shot in the mall i was like it looks a little low res. i actually kind of thought it was a game freak game it looks so low res um <laughs> so but it was kirby and i was like okay and, but i remember star allies looking really really good like i remember being like that that looks visually very delightful but it also ran at 30 frames um but like yeah like it just something about it seemed like the game looks adorable and i'm, I'm excited for the game and i'm gonna play the game absolutely but i i will be i i feel like i do have to admit like i was feeling like it seems like the texture work seems a little low res it does look like in places like some of the outdoor shots look better than the indoor for some like the like I don't know. There's some shots that look pretty good to me. Like the one with the neon lights probably like mask it a little better for like the indoor, yeah. but like that kind of as like aesthetic made it look kind of like cool. But like once you go into like that mall looking environment, there's just something like fuzzy about the shot. But when you're yeah. outdoors, it like, like, I guess it's like the lighting and the shadows hitting stuff's a little off, but then you go to the shot outdoor, like it's like a carnival, like theme park area. Yeah. And that actually looks much better. And it's not really doing that. Um, I know. I think it'll look probably fine in person when I play it. And also, it didn't look like there were any performance issues, at least when I, uh, in the trailer. So if they're if they're targeting you know performance like sixty frames or a stable frame rate, that's going to be the most important thing because obviously we just talked about Age of Calamity and having its performance issues. Like, man, there's a way to get that game to run at a stable frame rate. Would have appreciated it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> at like thirty frames, man. Yeah, I. I... Part of me wonders if maybe it is this way, you know, yeah, maybe they do, they did kind of like downscale it a little bit. So it'll, it'll run just fine on, on, on the switch. Maybe that's what's going on. I don't know. Hard to say. I just, I feel like I'd be lying if I didn't, if, if, if my first impression wasn't like, I almost thought it was a Pokemon game for how low res it looked. I thought it was like, we, I thought it was Splatoon at first. And I thought it was maybe Shin Megami Tensei. And I was like, does SMT five? Because of like the environment. It's just, yeah, it's just a, it was a typical environment for like, like Kirby games, usually like these fantasy candy food theme, like whatever, like, like clouds. And it's like, no, it's like post-apocalyptic colorful, like city. Like, I thought it was like Sonic Adventure or something for a second. I was like, is this maybe a Sonic? Is this Sonic Adventure oh, 3? Oh, yeah. <laughs> First one's like, I was like, wait, Sonic Adventure <laughs> But no, it, it's Kirby. But yeah, I, 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 I'm excited for it. And uh, spring 2022, happy, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's soon. It's not... The game's probably honestly the game's probably done. <laughs> they're, they're, probably yeah. just, they're probably just sitting on it until like March or April or whatever. Like it's probably it's probably done or nearly done. Um, uh, um, it's kind of like interesting that Nintendo kind of held that you know close to their chest for so long because like if you think about it, they announced Splatoon three, which they did update in this, but like that doesn't have a release date, like solid release date. It's yeah, just still twenty twenty two. Twenty two. Same deal with that. Same deal with Zelda. I ban it as a whole other story, but like it's funny how Kirby's coming out before most everything else. Probably their their you know first first party game outside of Pokemon Legends for for the new year. So it's interesting that and they kept that one close to their chest, like kind of like hidden for 
uh, you know, this long. But then again, it's also Kirby. It doesn't does it really need to? Do you need to announce a Kirby game like years out in advance? Nah. No, <laughs> this is what they do announce close. And honestly, the best thing it's uh, the thing I'll wrap up on this for Kirby is that Switch has been the platform to rejuvenate a lot of series for Nintendo, and like some of the biggest entries in their biggest series have been uh, the Switch iterations. So this might be the installment for Kirby that like just propels it into an even bigger franchise like uh, people like me who really haven't been into it this might be the one that gets people into it and like yeah makes, and it, it could be a big thing for them and they already did the 2d kirby pretty early on in the system because usually like yeah a, like a, a, usually a 2d kirby ends a system's life so like this one their, their star allies came out really early on in and into it so it's like okay cool um so now this is this is actually like Oh, well, how, well, like, like, like mainline Kirby, not, not like a puzzle spinoff, which they'd like to do as well. But like, it's interesting that how was, was kind of like, it does seem a bit like, what can we do to like, get like some new Kirby fans? Cause like for the most part, like return to dreamland star allies, maybe you can, maybe you could argue Epic Yarn. They kind of weren't Epic Yarn, maybe a little bit more mainstream, but like they weren't, you, you could argue that Hal wasn't really trying to entice any, any new people into a Kirby game. And I think this is kind of like, we don't want to get away from what Kirby is, but we actually do want to try to get some, some fresh faces or some fresh blood, you know, looking into and buying a Kirby game. And that's why I think it's 3d. That's why I think, you know, the whole, and it's for you, it's obviously it's working. Cause um, you know, I, I think you're, you're probably a lot more excited about this than if it was just say another 2d update, you know, another 2d Kirby game as in star allies or, you know, triple deluxe or whatever. Right. Like, you know, this, this is probably way more exciting for you. Cause it's like, it's some new territory for Kirby. Uh, it, it looks all kinds of adorable. I don't, you know, it, it remains to be seen how tough it is or how, you know, isn't because Kirby games tend to be on the pretty easy side, but they're, they're very comfy games. And, you know, I don't think Kirby definitely is not a game that needs to be hard either. So, uh i don't know i i'm excited for the game i'm happy it's happening um it, it looks like the perfect kind of game to release early in the year so yeah. I, I i'm just happy they did it it's weird you know and i i don't again i don't even think it's that weird that they held it close to their chest it was just kind of funny how it got a, a slightly more concrete release date than say splatoon 3 yeah which i mean indicates it's definitely a it's further along as you said and uh they they, they wanted to come out at that time we got, <laughs> we got a few, uh, we already mentioned these already. We got a few updates. We got the, the animal crossing tease about the roost cafe. There would be an October animal crossing direct, and there'd be another update in November. Um, I'm just we, glad they didn't spend 15 minutes on animal crossing. They, 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 yeah. But it's know, nice. They didn't, really didn't need it. <laughs> it was funny because it, uh, within, uh, at our studio, we were talking about, how it felt like the game kind of like fell off and it was like they're just repeating the same updates from last year and all and like despite doug bowser saying after their e3 showing oh we got animal crossing updates planned stay tuned it's like well now here we are it's like okay they just took this a little further out than we thought but they're here we also we also talked about a little bit earlier the mario golf super rush the update the free update that dropped uh, as well uh new donk city uh to, uh, not Toda, uh, Koopa Troopa, Ninji, playable characters, two new courses, um, mm -hmm. just, you know, treating it as a game, like a, this, these service updates. And then we got, we've got a bunch of like random game announcements. We got Disney, Disney Magical World 2 Enchanted Edition or Kingdom Hearts Me. 
<laughs> I was like, Metopia, Disney. Metopia, yeah, man, but yeah. It's like this your <laughs> me's walking around with like Disney characters. It just looked ridiculous. I was it, like, it, it looked a little weird. And Bandai Namco was making it. I was like, oh wow, this is like so weird. <laughs> Everything about this game. Um, <laughs> but perhaps more interesting is this, even though it just got an announcement at PlayStation's showcase of getting a, a remake. Uh, we're getting the OG Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic for 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 Switch. Yeah, Kodor OG. Um, <laughs> cool. I guess. I mean, it's it's nice that that's gonna happen. It kind of feels a bit like the Final Fantasy VII situation, where like Final Fantasy VII OG showed up on the Switch finally, you know, on a Nintendo system after all these years, and then but then there's also this big old expensive remake that's also coming, you know, later down the road. So. Um, neat i'm almost a little surprised it wasn't both it was just one not one and two but uh, whatever uh it's just something they could sell later (laughs) so yeah and there was there was there there was like a montage of other stuff i i would say outside of say uh square i can't remember any like big third-party announcements uh there was castlevania advanced collection which which, Ooh, great. With, with, which I mean, it it, it, leaked. it it leaked. It leaked pretty heavily. Yeah, you know, like yeah, so and it was, and it was shadow, and it was shadowed up. Nice. I mean, yeah. that didn't need to have a long lead time. Like, great, great that that this came out and was available to yeah. buy it. But it's also I'd multi-platform. Say, so. I'd say Shadow Drop was also probably the right call because, like, if you announced, hey, you know, Advanced Collection, cool, but then like you, it comes out months later. Most people probably would have forgotten about it, honestly. So we got a. Uh, uh, we talked about before recording but i mean it was uh, to bring it up again here uh dying light Two stay human uh cloud version another cloud version of a game which seems to be like the clear case of nintendo or some companies that's what they want to do they want to try out these cloud versions but that's coming out next year it's gonna be i believe it's day and date with dying light 2 but we're getting the first dying light like platinum edition or platinum version later this year and that is an actual game running on Switch, not a cloud version. And you can see the night and day, like, because when you're seeing the cloud version, like, wait a second, there's no way this is the Switch version they're showing footage of. But wait, there's yeah. no warning sign saying this is not, oh, it's a cloud version. Then you see this version is like, this looks like a Switch port. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I mean, we used to marvel at people getting games like The Witcher 3, uh, uh, getting the Doom games to, yeah. to run on Switch. But now it's just like, it's very clear that some of some of these games, uh, it's like that novelty is worn off about, oh, you can get it on here. It's like handheld. Some people do still care about handheld, but I think we're approaching that point where it is now diminishing returns for these higher end games getting lower end ports on Switch. It's just not, I, know, I, I would imagine, maybe they are. Maybe I'm wrong and the numbers say otherwise that these games are still selling better than expectations for these publishers, but I don't know. Like, I have to imagine, like, it has to start, it has to be at a point where it's not holding up anymore. Yeah, well, it, it, the system's kind of aging. You know, it's getting getting close to its fifth birthday. Um, the thrill is kind of gone, you know, like a marriage, you know, after five years. So, uh, I don't know, man. Like, you're right. I There there probably has to be, because, like, remember, like, uh, not outer, both outer games, outer wilds, outer worlds, both of them showed up on switch and they, they both kind of, it both kind of seemed to be like with little fanfare, I would argue like Witcher three was kind of like this miracle port. So was the first doom doom internal was delayed, but it, you know, still like a miracle port. Right. But 
you know, when we get outer, you know, outer worlds shows up, you know, and I'm sure it was a hard thing to downscale and get operating on the switch, but like, it's, you know, like it, to me, it never really seemed like there was a whole bunch of fanfare for that game when it finally did come out, you know, on, on the switch. So it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe the, uh, the thrill of, of playing a severely gimped version of a game portably is, is gone now. So yeah. I don't, for Nintendo, the gravy train never, never stops, but I have to wonder not for Nintendo, but for the third parties, because like, uh cd project red did say that witcher 3 sold way better than they thought it would yeah that's the thing and same with the original yeah. doom like it said yeah. that they were actually like like happy with the with the numbers yeah. they saw that's why they yeah. kept pushing for doom eternal to to happen i, I have to wonder if may, you know maybe this 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 gravy train ride it has ended or is ending soon for for the third parties who are like pushing these very downgraded ports onto the system or or running the, I mean, I don't know. I, how, I'm very curious to see how the cloud edition of these games run. That's the thing. Um, it's not just run, but like, I want to know about like the performance, like of these cloud versions. Have we even heard of any, like, like yeah. of any of them, how they, like, have they been happy? Like was, well, was Remedy happy in 505 happy with, or Rem, at least Remedy happy with the cloud version of Control? Control. What, 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 yeah. Was IO, was IO Interactive happy with Hitman 3 cloud version? It's like, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's the other weird thing too, where in Japan, not here in japan they have cloud versions of resident evil 7 for the switch and assassin's yeah. creed odyssey i can't believe ubisoft didn't try to put the cloud version of assassin's creed odyssey out in america only in japan i don't understand that like it's so weird to me um but like i don't know like i i, I had heard at the time that the sales in Japan weren't really great for the cloud edition. I'm like, well, no kidding, because they're playing it on the train, so they don't have a stable connection. So, yeah, that's like, the limitations. I, I was trying to Google like Hitman 3 cloud version sales, and I get a, a Reddit thread from a user who's like, Hitman 3 cloud version is unplayable during peak hours. And a bunch of the comments are agreeing, like, this is like the problem with cloud versions of Switch games during peak hours of internet oh usage. They they don't do they they start getting like laggy and you notice performance issues. So I mean, that's yeah. just the that's the nature of them. So I I, I have to wonder, you know, that it's not quite, especially with Nintendo, it's definitely not there yet. So I don't. That's why I don't really get invested in these cloud versions, and I don't expect them to do as well potentially as maybe a a, a lower effort, like a low end port. I'm not low effort. It's obviously high effort to make those ports run, but the end product doesn't look as yeah. good as like the other versions. High effort for a low end run. But it's gotta be. I wonder if it's a lower cost. I don't. I don't even know. If, if, like the maintenance for that the, the game for the servers for that to connect to the games. I, I don't know. I wish there was more literature or more like developer interviews maybe there is and i'm just not aware of it i'd love to be pointed towards that but it's just so yeah. every time i say cloud version i'm just like oh cool i guess some people are happy but i have no idea if that makes a dent in anything like, i just don't know yeah. what what that is and maybe well, these companies have to try them out to start somewhere maybe this is like the first steps towards when we get to there that text there like these games paved the way we now know the some of the pitfalls and the issues I, and we can work I around have... them I have to wonder if maybe the other companies are kind of like waiting it out to see what Nintendo's going to do beyond 2022 because to jump forward really far forward we we have a really good idea of what Nintendo's next 2022 looks like right 
Like we know Pokemon Legends, Kirby, Forgotten Land, uh, Splatoon 3, um, Bayonetta 3, Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. There's other strong hints of other games from other major first parties in 2022. Mm -hmm. Prime 4, I would say probably definitely not coming out in 2022. That's I imagine we will see something of it next year. But like your point is they seem like they have a pretty good lineup for 2022 plus some potential things for beyond as well. Like it looks like they have a stronger going forward. What does Nintendo's 23 look like? Let's say, let's say all the, all the announced and rumored projects get out by next year, like, you know, Metroid prime one remaster and, you know, a donkey Kong game by Tokyo. Uh, But let's say that they said they get all that out. Right. What does Nintendo's 23 actually start looking like? Because that's so kind of far out. I feel, but I'm, I I am also kind of seeing what I consider the, 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 the Wii cliff where if you remember 2010 was this, banner year for the Wii. It had GoldenEye Remake, Kirby Epic Yarn, uh, Epic Mickey. It had uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns. Uh, it had a lot, like they, they announced the 3DS. They had all this great stuff. And then 2011 hit and like we went like the sales and the interest went off a cliff. <laughs> and, and it ended the year with Skyward Sword, but there was like hardly anything. I think there was a like Kirby Return to Dreamland. It was, it was a very dry year for the Wii in 2011 and the Wii was highly successful every year up to that point and then just sort of hit that hit that plateau and then just jumped off, jumped off a cliff so I I'm not doom I don't want to say I'm doom saying but I am kind of yeah. like well you have a you have a very very good 2022 I mean by 20 by 2023 when we're six years into the switch and at two years into the ps5 era of games and like what is third-party support even going to look like at that point? I mean, I know what you're getting at here. I mean, again, this is all very, like, early speculation, but it's like, even if they were to supposedly have a killer first-party lineup, even for 2023, it's like, the further in we get into next-gen, like, it's, the questions will start to uh, obviously be asked about, what are you doing next for hardware as well, Nintendo? Yeah. Like, are you going to, like, we have the OLED version, still, like, nothing about Pro, like, like that never has, that has not yeah, come to pass we- yet. So will they just hold off and make a new Switch model altogether down the line? Will we get an incremental upgrade? I mean, we'll. I mean, I imagine that stuff is going to resurface sometime next year, and especially as we get closer to the end of next year, we'll probably start to get some stuff about that. But I, at the same time, while I I understand like that's like you're thinking about that, I wouldn't start worrying about that till like next E3. After we see like next E3, it's like all right, we have a better idea of like like more things. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just seems so early but in terms of like hardware sure it's like we're getting to that point where it's like people are obviously asking and thinking about yeah. when are we going to start talking about switch to or well, some kind of better hardware I feel, like, I feel like you brought it up earlier disco elysium doesn't look or run nearly as well on the switch and that, that's an isometric indie game like are we getting to the point now where like even the indies are starting to struggle hey, sonic colors um, sonic colors that ran on swan Wii. <laughs> like that was it's like what are you that, doing what are you doing that's you what did? i'm kind of saying yeah. like you know what point is like you know are, are, are we kind of like quickly approaching an, a, a point in time where like third parties and N- N- nintendo's own internal studios are struggling to make to like to get anything else out of this system. Like, you know, like I, 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 I worry a little bit like that. Maybe like, you know, we're running out of milk in the udder here for this, for the switch, 
you know, uh, you know, that's how they'll save it. One, two, three switch. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's obviously, it's not, it's not anything to be concerned about now or, or for next year. Cause I think that, again, next year looks like a, a super big banner year for the switch, but I am start, starting to think about, okay, when we get to that six year birthday on the switch, uh, what's it going to look like? You know, cause we're again, dying light Two and, and guardians of the galaxy. They're already kind of just like, we're just doing the cloud version. We're not even going to bother trying to like downgrade it. Uh, we're just, just a cloud version. Um, you know, and, and, and that I feel like I feel like that's just gonna keep happening. Either either we're just gonna keep seeing more cloud versions, or I kinda wonder if we're just not gonna see projects at all. Like it might just end up being like for spoken in sixteen and seven remake, where it's just like, no, nah, these games just don't come out on the Switch. They're just not even thought yeah, about like that's yeah, like, it's the reality. And then and then, and then, it, then it starts to become Kind of like Nintendo kind of seems to settle back into its own thing, which is, again, not so much of a problem for me because, like, I play Nintendo systems for Nintendo games and, you know, I play my PS5 for for the high-end stuff, right? Or, or PC, my PC for the high-end stuff. Um, so that's fine, but it does kind of seem like maybe the honeymoon phase with with uh, all these, like, early successes third-party and indie-wise on the Switch, I wonder if if maybe it's it's getting kind of coming to an end when, when stuff like, like Disco Elysium doesn't even really look around the same well point the to move the bring back to the, the announcements and, and like the updates this next one was uh we got uh an update on project triangle strategy which is now triangle strategy like we were we talked about I, a little I bit earlier of, like I we, we have these they were just sticking with that name i was kind of like they're just gonna call it triangle strategy I, so now i just like any any new game from this this team when they have a product <laughs> you just drop the project from it for sure. Uh, I will say this. Um, I, I do think the way maybe forward for at least the next year or two is the studios that like t- the studios that have teams dedicated to making switch specific games are probably going to make out better because like these, they, this team yeah. has clearly found out a style of game that, 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 that they've been going back to that, that, that works for, it, for it the switch. Yeah. It definitely seems to be in the company's favor to, to just, just think about switch only when you make these games like bravely default which did have a pc release right monster hunter rise triangle strategy octopath traveler um chocobo gp coming up monster hunter stories 2 even although that kind of ran like really roughly on the switch uh with a day and date pc but like that seems to be the way to go if if like if you're gonna do a third-party game if you're a third-party publisher and you want to get part of that you know, switch pie, it kind of seems to benefit you better to just think about the switch exclusively when you make for it, because uh, it's going to be way easier to make a game for the switch and then port it to a much more powerful system than, than the other way around that we saw with like Witcher and, and Doom. So uh, yeah, I mean, that might be the way forward and it's not, and to be fair to the switch, like it's not like its sales have stagnated yet. It's <laughs> like, it's still the best selling console month after month after month. Yeah, and you we're know, we're about to get abroad. So we're about to get the the uh, we're a week, like a week and a half away, two weeks away from the OLED model launching. I mean, it's already sold out, but whatever. But this next update they did is clearly designed to increase like the revenue they get from their services and maybe like help bolster the value proposition of owning a Switch. Uh, we got the long rumored n64 games yeah. coming to nintendo online uh, by the way i'm skipping over metroid dread because a i didn't watch the stuff because 
uh, it had spoilers in it. Like they're going yeah, very, worry. they're going very hard on like trying to sell this game. It's so close to release. I just don't want to see anything else about it. So launch, unfortunately, I'm not talking trailer, about it. The launch trailer, the launch yeah. trailer is going to come out. And it's going to have the last cutscene and end credits. Probably yeah, at this point. <laughs> so like I like we will talk about Metroid Dread once it's out. Once we played it, we were planning to do a lot of coverage for it. So just stay tuned and be a little bit more patient. But like I just don't want to get like I I like literally during reactions just covered my eyes and looked down and took my headphones off at one point off my ears so i couldn't hear it anymore <laughs> but after that they did get into nintendo online subscription um n64 games are being added we had that leak about the n64 controller nintendo was like patenting that and trying to keep it yeah. hidden but the other addition i think was a little bit of a surprise uh because so many outlets were reporting on game boy game boy color game boy advance games coming to switch at some point for the online service that wasn't it we got genesis games are coming so n64 and genesis games coming to switch online there'll be more details in october however they did confirm it'll be something called an expansion pack uh, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be an additional cost on top of the existing subscription which a lot of people are upset about um i'm not upset about it because it's 20 dollars a year right now like it's it's so minusculely cheap it's it's like it's a dollar something a month for Nintendo Switch Online. Now, great, granted, they have definitely the 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 worst and most like empty online service imaginable. But it's so cheap. Now, depending on how much they they upcharge for N64, you know, maybe I'll I'll change my opinion on it or not. But like, a lot of people don't realize this. You can play NES and Super NES games online. That was the big deal. That was a big because like, I I said that I remember when that when they showed it and they showed multiplayer. I called out. I was like. Because there were some some of the some of the guys were like, uh, is this really gonna be worth it? I'm like, but online multiplayer. I remember it was yeah, Blood Brother. The call out Blood. Blood initially said no, they're not, but Blood meant like added functionality. He thought like they would add into each game like a multiplayer. Right, right. And it's like, no, 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 no. In within the service, they have a way where you can connect to another player and then through the game's local multiplayer, you're disconnected yeah. already. So it simulates it's it's actually yeah. very well done. Like it's really cool, actually. It actually functions like parsec. Where, yeah like you just join someone's game and you can you can watch the other person leave a game and then start another and you just you just go from game to game within that library it's actually kind of cool the one thing i think is going to be a bit of a, a um shock for a lot of people is that when you're playing two-player or four-player multiplayer games on on the on the n64 it's still going to be split screen like yeah that's the thing getting, yeah you're not getting yeah you're not that, getting your own individual screen ex- each. exactly no, it's, it's you're playing on parsec and someone booted up an emulator and you're just playing you know two-player on someone else's rom and that's because that's exactly what it is uh so yeah like when you're playing f-zero and mario kart like it's it's going to be split screen so the only one that won't be will be like mario tennis um no there is a there will be tricks around that so like i mean you, you could do elaborate workarounds so if i connected to you for mario kart or we did a four-play marker match i could just boot up my uh like streaming software capture the game capture crop it and then blow up my, yeah. <laughs> it's still gonna be small and blown up but like yeah like you, they're not giving you your own screen i mean that i think that's where some people thought maybe they were gonna built an extra functionality but at yeah. the same time uh I, I see a lot of people being kind of excited to be finally like I could play Mario Kart online with mm-hmm. people. I, I, and you know the one everyone's asking about, like Goldeneye. Will, will Goldeneye ever 
Well, ne- uh, and it's not there. Will it ever be there? And will you get multiplayer? And if not, maybe Perfect Dark. Because no. Perfect Ban- Dark, yes. Because but- Banjo is there. Yeah, Banjo Kazooie is on there. Actually, nice yeah. to get that out of the way and be like, that, there's hope for these games. That was actually my biggest surprise. Uh, I was shocked to see Banjo on there because they sell it on Rare Replay right now, and it's on individually. You could buy it from the Xbox Store. Like, granted, it's a it's a updated you know higher res version of banjo kazooie on rare replay and on the the xbox live store but like this is probably just going to be the old like you know banjo kazooie really wasn't that blurry for an n64 game but the old blurry you know n64 version of eventually i was shocked that microsoft was playing nice because they didn't have to they had they there was there was nothing in microsoft to obligate them to, to be this nice to nintendo about it like wonder if it was I, part I, of the a bigger larger deal or something like maybe when they maybe, brought banjo over um, to smash it was maybe it was part of that negotiation like hey we also want the classic game for upcoming the only service. game because i was saying beforehand when you know when it was still in rumor territory i was like you're not getting any rare games you're not getting diddy kong racing either because that has conquer and banjo in it like i'm sorry but, it but sucks. now I, it's I'm, like maybe. but now they have banjo because like to me i'm like diddy kong is, was the only possible gimme they could have gotten because like microsoft you know nintendo could have said to my like look we want to put diddy kong on the service we know you own two of the characters in it but you can't do anything with the game because we own two of the characters as well so why don't you just let us have this and i thought that was the only game that could possibly possibly show up on on the n64 online but then here oh, you're Long comes Banjo Kazooie. Like Microsoft and Philly are just kind of like, yeah, I guess, sir, whatever. Like, what? I mean, it's it's just spreading brand awareness for for them, anyways. At the end of the day, because it's yeah. like if, if they make a new Banjo Kazooie, it's going to be exclusive to Xbox and PC, and whatever. It's this. There's now it's just a Microsoft Trojan horse, you know. Just sure, whatever. People Wait, are going to play this and be like, hey, yeah. if they want to play the new one, we'll make a new one, and the, they have to come to get Game Pass. Exactly. I mean, Everybody wins! And everyone's always <laughs> speculating about maybe xCloud service coming to Switch at some point to offer a way to play Xbox games. I mean, the, the thing about like the N64 game possibilities, I mean, actually the patron, Logan, who asked about Microsoft playing nicely with Nintendo lately, and this question was asked before the Direct, so they were wondering if we'd get any of the rare games on there, so they assume, oh, they assume they could put Diddy Kong Racing and Donkey Kong 64 without needing Rare's approval, but I'd love to see Banjo yeah. games, Jet Force Gemini, Perfect Dark. So basically, I think you answered this already. You said like anything but GoldenEye is probably within the realm of possibility. Oh, and and Mickey Speedway USA. Okay, well that okay that one. Obviously. No, no one even remembers that game. But it's, it's <laughs> That's all, yeah, licensing nightmare stuff. I mean, <laughs> Goldeneye, it's the license. Out. Yeah, absolutely. Because Goldeneye is split between many different people. You have it's a weird Nintendo. situation. Uh, I don't know who. Ha- I don't even know who has the game publishing. IO Interactive's doing the new one, but like. Dude, yeah, the, is that like a specific one off project? I, I, yeah, that's the thing, it's so con- convoluted, and that's and, why. And, it's and been... there is the, the 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 Ian Fleming's family estate, which owns it, and you have to go through them as well. So the whole thing is just like, no, you're yeah. not getting it's it. like it's anime never... licensing basically yeah, with those conglomerates. It, it, but... But you know what? Perfect Dark was better anyways. So. Yeah, you get yeah, you know, the hope for the better game. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, so. let me ask you this, Simmons, uh, for NC4. One, like, one last thing. Uh, this comes from patron Anthony. Um, is there any lesser known game that you want to be added as N64 service? Because I think this has the possibility. Any. <laughs> many i visually yeah. also and like i can't wait to see like the, the like the differences between japanese and like you know what they're gonna get versus yeah, us yeah yeah, yeah. yeah uh, um visually eight's kind of like a sort of like lesser 
known one that I would really like to see. Yeah. I remember um, that. As far as like, because it, because it, you're not paying for these individually and you just kind of get them as, as sort of like a big chunk, I would like, you know, they're, they're not, they're not great, but like, Hey, it'd be cool to see uh, the chameleon twists on there. One and two. Oh yeah. It, it, it would be, it'd be really interesting if they could put the Bomberman games. Cause there were three Bomberman games on N64. Uh, Bomberman Hero, Bomberman 64, and Bomberman 64 Second Attack, which strangely enough, Bomberman 64 Part 2 has music by Yasunori Mitsuda of Chrono Trigger fame. Like, <laughs> I did not know that. The tracks. It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. It's so there's out like, of place. There's seven composers for Bomberman 64 The Second Attack, and he's one of them. And it's just kind of like what <laughs> well <laughs> and if you go if you scrub through that ost you'll all of a sudden you'll be like why the why is there a <laughs> song in the middle of this like <laughs> it's, it's, now i hope it's at it so i get to hear that i mean i can just go on youtube and listen to it sure uh, but it's, it's definitely one of those where it's like oh that, that would be pretty cool raymond 2 would be nice but i think ubisoft probably sells what about it. A, like a space station silicon valley oh uh, oh, oh body I'm harvest sorry. You just said it right there. Body Harvest. That is the one. Body game. Harvest. Yeah. The the proto GTA three. The 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 lizard growing legs and coming out of the ocean version of Grand Theft Auto three. It's it's in an incredibly. I mean, yeah. it's a very archaic and dated, and you know, it looks really fuzzy, and it's like you know whatever. But like, it's so it's such an incredible timepiece, you know, of a game where it's like because it's made by DMA design, which became Rockstar, uh, whatever the main, main Rockstar team who made G you know, GTA three and all the, you know, GTAs after that, but body harvest is the, 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 the missing link, you know, the, the very first version, you know, the, the cellular organism dividing, you know, like it's so <laughs> interesting to see uh body harvest because like you Rockstar see star North limited is the, yeah, yeah. North. Right. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's crazy to see what, uh, where it came because you could, you could see the origins when they had their, you know, 3d was like, it's new thing. Cause body harvest was around. Um, it was announced at the, at the launch of, or before the launch of the N64, but it didn't come out until 1998. It was delayed heavily. Uh, well, delayed heavily for the time. <laughs> what was considered delayed heavily but yeah it, that is such an interesting timepiece like i hope body harvest does show up i don't know who owns it i think there was maybe possibly some sort of it, it midway published it but i think it was kind of like cruise in usa where there was like this um oh there was like some sort of collaboration between midway and nintendo on it so i don't know i don't know and i and most of midway got gobbled up by warner brothers interactive and i don't know if they they took the body harvest ip with them i don't know if it's in a similar situation to cruising um i don't know but i man i really hope body harvest shows up for for um the posterity more than anything um that that's a big one uh i'm glad you, and space station silicon valley is interesting it's the only it's the only n64 game that cannot run with an expansion pack you have to have the jumper pack in there <laughs> otherwise, otherwise it doesn't run it's it's the only non-compatible expansion pack game on the system that's i don't great. know if that means anything that. to anyone but like, <laughs> that's um, kind of funny actually <laughs> yeah I, I, that's, that's just a weird aside um I forget there was like there was a couple others there's also rocket robot on wheels which was sucker punches first oh, video game jeez that'd be interesting to like put on there for posterity like yeah see where see where sucker punch got it's going you know it's going um I, yeah, yeah, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting stuff 
on the N64. When, a lot, when, a lot of yeah. Whenever we get the N64 version of RE2, <laughs> I was going to bring that up because a lot of people don't don't know this. The, yeah. the N64 version of RE2 has features and and things in it that other versions don't have. Um, you know, on the minor side, it has a, a blood uh, color uh, option where you can make it all kinds of different wacky colors for blood, but it has an item randomizer mode, which is, ex- I believe, exclusive oh to that version gosh, of the game. Oh my gosh, yes. So yeah, it has an item randomizer mode, it, which, you know, that's something that's done in modding and speedrunning all the time, but it actually happened way back then on S4. It, it has EX files, which are uh, special lore documents, never in any other version of RE2, only in the N64 version. And it's the only version of the classic RE2 that has analog controls. <sighs> I would love to see that game put on there. That, that game, to, 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 to co- <laughs> continue the Rockstar connection, that game was made by Angel Studios, which is now known today as Rockstar San Diego, the Red <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, Damn. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these big Western developers on N64, like they were yeah. just small. St- yeah, they were starting up there and they, uh, Nintendo kind yeah. of like, every, while everyone was lambasting the third party efforts in N64, it's like a lot of stuff Mo- passed them by. <laughs> yeah, most, most of, of, of the early retro staff, retro studios, was Iguana, who made Turok. Turok, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they won't, that, there's, there's a couple of things we probably should say that I, I do not expect to show up. Turok 1 and 2 will not show up because they're being sold by Night Dive Studios right now. So they're not going to let a freebie go. 3 and Rage Wars is kind of up in the air, but I doubt it. I don't think either Pokemon Stadium will show up. No, Pokemon Um, Pokemon Snap Snap is on there. Sorry. I was saying from the beginning, Snap will be the only Pokemon game on there. Stadium's functionality is going to be... like Almost dependent entirely on the transfer pack. Yeah, Um, I could see that. Like, Hey, you Pikachu will not be on here because of the voice. Hey, you Pikachu will not be on there. I don't think Pokemon Puzzle League will be either. Just because they already they already have paneled the pawn on SNES, it could, it could, but I'm just maybe. kind of like eh, maybe it's kind of like I, they may they may they just may not even bother. Um, yeah, like Goldeneye is the big one that won't be on here. Yeah, I think that's the highest profile one. Pretty what much if, anything that's being in a in a collection, you know, being trying well, to. Be, oh, that's not. I, I also have to say, none of the wrestling games will be here. <laughs> Yeah, I know there are people who want, like, that was one of the things, those might be a little bit too tricky to get because of, like, licensing hell and, like, how WWE... Yeah, the funny thing is, is that there were WCW games, there were ECW games, and WWF games. WWE now owns all of those. So it's all one, one person. However, however, A, they're not allowed to use the name WWF, which... It'd have to be, well, I mean, they could go in and edit that. You'd have to go in and remove that entirely. And is this what they want to even do that? And like, yeah, I I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of work that would have to go into that. Plus, there is licensing rights to like, you know, the 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 wrestlers' faces and likenesses. I mean, no, I mean WWE has all of that under lock and key. They are they are like, if they want it, they could. It's just it's their call. I mean, if they want it to happen, they can make it. It's just I think they might want too much money, perhaps, from Nintendo to make it worth their time. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. probably the real reason they might not show up. Is because it's like they'll, they'll balk at their 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 offer, basically. What? Like, no. Let me let me offer let me offer an olive branch to all the people like enraged by by no wrestling games. I'm just telling you, they're not happening. There is a version of I believe it's No Mercy or WrestleMania 2000 called Virtua Pro Wrestling. 3d or virtual pro wrestling 64 where they took that game and re-released it in japan and stripped out all of the ww (laughs) 
F licensing stuff because they didn't have any presence in Japan or, or like whatever licensing reason. So it was called like Virtual Pro or Fire Pro Wrestling 64. So that version could possibly show up and you would get online, right? Because now Virtual Pro Wrestling online. 64. Yeah, Virtual Pro Wrestling. So maybe we get a Japanese version of Virtual Pro Wrestling, which in essence is the exact same game as either Revenge or WrestleMania. 2000 i forget which one japanese counterpart um, to wcw versus nwo world tour oh it's world it tour yeah oh, that's the first one i thought it was revenge well there's a there's a first virtual pro wrestling but it was only on playstation right 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 yeah so there is there is a bit of a there there is like a like an outside shot of getting that at least something in the spiritual vein of that game made for or put on the n64 online if they go in and do the virtual pro wrestling version of the game it won't be no mercy but hey you know you you'd still at least be getting an online version of at least one of those wrestling games without the mainline wrestlers which i know will, will hurt a lot of people so yeah um i'll be surprised if the n64 service has re the rewind fun function uh, i want it but there's been some speculation mm -hmm. that might not be possible or too technical i don't know I'm not. I don't I'm, know either. That's a good question. I would. We'll I would really like it. I mean, I, I mean, there are still limitations on the SNES and NES how far you can rewind, though. But I mean, that would be so cool. I mean, it's such an integral part. I think, uh, like, uh, like a, a, a gratification for people just to do that. S because class SNES Classic doesn't do that. Like, you only have the save states on that one. You do not have the rewind. Oh, really? Point. Yeah. Oh, they're probably not. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say no. Uh, what do you? Okay, let me ask you this. Do you think? Do you think the N64 online torpedoes our chances at? Oh, the sorry, I'm, I'm wrong. The rewind yeah. is on the NSSA cluster. I'm okay. I, I, I made, sorry, it's uh, I, I still don't know. I'm still iffy on if they'll have rewind on those, but uh, you know, back to my question do you think this torpedoed our chances for Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time 3D on Switch by putting these on the N64? Sorry, say that again. Okay, so. Does Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time being on the N64 online, does that torpedo the chances of Ocarina of Time 3D and Majora's Mask 3D getting a Switch port? Uh, I would I, I, say, I would say no. I mean, it's not impossible. Just because on the reverse uh, uh, example of this is we just had 3D All-Stars. That was a vault, Nintendo vault game. Hmm. And, then, and now Mario 64 is available on this service. I remember I actually got a question. I, I'm sorry, Jesse Blue gave us a patron question. It's now outdated, asking about, uh, brought up, they assumed Mario, the Mario 64 would be off limits for this service because of it being vaulted. And that would, that would like protect the value. And it's like, no, it, it's right there day and date with, uh, with that thing. So I think Nintendo is about, timing it's about timing with these games that we talked about so three all-stars is gone you cannot get that anymore but people still want super mario 64 well now you gotta pay for this you missed your window to get this so for this i think it's oh green time and doors mask are on this service so you can get this one but hey do you want a different version especially different versions i think yeah. the timing becomes a little bit more there's more leeway with that it's just they just gotta give this a nice window for this to breathe and then maybe a year or two from now, like, hey, Ocarina of Time and Doors Mask aren't big sellers of our service anymore. Like, we, we, they already did their work, but they still have value. 
well, the 3DS versions, we could put those on Switch and charge mm-hmm. more money for those. I have, yeah. like, even a collection, a Zelda collection, even though they denied it's in the works, they still could technically even do that if they wanted to and put yeah. legitimately just put Ocarina of Time and George Mask as part of it. This is a paid thing because they're like, well, some people don't want to pay for our online subscription. They would rather just buy them. Like, this is Nintendo. They'll maximize the money they can make off of stuff. This is what they've been doing. And that, I know we didn't really talk about Genesis games on here, but the question mark was about, will they add any other services? And what about that rumored Game Boy, Game Boy Color? I think it's also opportunity. Like, it's the same thing, timing. Like, you save that for, like, another year or two from now. It's like, hey, like, you're going to have to add more. Why put it all at once? I think that was the problem with virtual consoles. They put so much up front on that that it Mm -hmm. diluted it because people are like, well, it's convenient for people. The, and they kept adding yeah. new things every week that like eventually it was like it's old news this makes i think this is increasing the value proposition even if it's not like I maybe mean, it's not increasing the value proposition is the right way to say it but like it's get, generating excitement and buzz every because they make this kind of an event so i i think this is their strategy when they're doing this type of stuff i think the genesis obviously it's not as exciting as the N64 because every six months uh, Sega puts out a Genesis collection. Yeah. There's Genesis <laughs> collections and there's games here from the Genesis collections. However, there is shit like Musha and that's exciting because Musha has been hard to find and expensive since the game came out. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Also, you don't, like, again, this is not going to be like paying for a whole separate Genesis collection and it's online, Street to Rage 2 online, uh, Fantasy Star 4 is good stuff like that. As far as Game Boy is concerned, though, I do want to, I do want to go into. Uh, I think, to my mind, the reason Game Boy didn't happen, and all of a sudden now we're doing Sega Genesis, I think it's Pokemon Company. Uh, I think, I think, if you put a Game Boy and Game Boy Color collection of all games on Nintendo Switch Online, and you don't have Pokemon in there everyone's just going to be confused and upset. And I could absolutely see the, the part there where Pokemon company goes like, wait, you want us to just give away red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, crystal uh, as part of a, your subscription service, even if they're getting a, a small kickback or whatever. It's like, I could just see Pokemon company just being like, no, <laughs> we 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 want to sell those games eventually we don't want people we don't want to devalue the the people's like mind you know in, in people's minds the the value of those games by having a part as like just a freemium service um so my that's my guess i that's that's a complete conjecture it's just just i mean it's a guess i mean i would maybe they want to do what nintendo with mario where maybe pokemon's like we want a window to release a collection or collections where we can get higher like a certain amount of money from these fixed amount of money get some sales from these and then once we've had that window pass we'd be willing to add them the game boy a game boy service for you for some kind of cut as well but like they probably said like they probably I, my guess could be they animated nintendo like we have plans for collection and yeah, after at some I, point after that you can have these games Nintendo's like all right well we don't want to launch the service until we have some of your pokemon games so we'll hold this off for now we'll put we got genesis to take your place or we're yeah. doing n64 genesis right now because i i think i think next year like a year from now october 2022 
uh, everyone's yearly subscription is going to about to end or expire, right? So then what does Nintendo do? And, and to, to, my, to my knowledge, I think if you dig back through those investor conferences, you can actually find the investors were actually getting a little concerned with Nintendo about what are you doing about the Switch Online to get more people on Switch Online? Because they actually, you know, you say I'm, you, you might say I'm doom, doom posting or doom predicting for 23. They were getting antsy about what is Nintendo's plan to retain and add subscribers to their online service. They were very concerned about that. I don't know why, but, you know, of all things, but from what I understand, the N64 Online is a response to the investors who are like, what are you adding to your online? What are you doing to get more people online? Because to be frank, after the SNES online, Nintendo really didn't do anything to get people to, to subscribe to Nintendo Switch online services. Like there was nothing added to the value proposition whatsoever. The, 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 the release of games was like this weird trickle and it was mostly Jalico and, and Titus games. Like it was... Yeah, they, they were they were not adding much to the value proposition we've, at all. So I think a lot of people were about to lapse on their... On their we had like Tetris 99, but I feel like that's starting to get diminishing values, even with their co- like collaboration tournament things. Well, yeah, Mario, Mario Super 35 Mario 35 came was, and went. It was a limited time thing. We haven't yeah, had a replacement time. for that. So I, I feel like, yeah, there was a little bit of pressure on them to... It's despite they, yeah, its low they, cost, it's like... You gotta need like. Do you have anything coming up like that you could just? I mean, Pac Man ninety nine is really, really, really good. I I forgot about Pac Man ninety nine. I think Pac Man ninety nine is a great value proposition. But strangely enough, the investors were were very concerned about you know Nintendo not doing enough to try to get more subscribers to the Nintendo Switch Online. I thought that was interesting and weird but every i mean if you've ever if you ever listen to those investor questions they're they're always weird <laughs> like the people who who the shareholders investors of nintendo they're they're the weirdest people and they ask the dumbest questions sometimes so like them being super concerned about this i guess it's because in my I, the only thing i can think of is that in today's entertainment economy everything is a subscription-based service, right? So all they know is like subscription models are the future. Netflix is super popular. My my wife and son watches it all the time. Nintendo's got a subscription service. That's great. What? Well, so I need to make sure they're on top of their game for their subscription service. They don't know what it costs. They don't know what it entails. They don't know what, you know, exactly how, how it, you know, is implemented in the overall greater, you know, scheme of things for this whole Switch as a whole. They just know subscription service good, make money, like make sure they're like, make sure we're on top of them for, for keeping their subscription service model going. That's because that, that, in my mind, that's probably why this was such a big deal for them and probably why Nintendo's doing this in the first place. They're like, okay, we need to do that. They're, you know, all right, let's, let's appease them. Let's, let's, let's add stuff to our Switch online service. But, you know, they're also going to be a lot happier if we introduce a tier system and it's successful. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's the biggest thing is that it's not just like adding to the existing sub. It is additional money. <laughs> it's going to yeah. cost you extra, as you said. So it's like, it's twofold. We're, we're, they're, we're offering something to entice people to stay and maybe come back, but also even pay a little bit more money. So like that probably is going to get, if not get investors off their back, make some of them actually kind of happy. It's like, oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. Not only are you enticing them, you know, bring us in more money. Good, good, good. Um, yeah. It, it's a very, to me, it's like, a, it's a very shrewd, sort of response to like okay this is what this is what the investors and shareholders want fine <laughs> you know like let's do this <laughs> so yeah i'm yeah. still excited for it I, I 
Mike Simon will 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 diminish depending on how much because if they charge like if it's like all of a sudden forty dollars for N sixty four like they double the cost I'm like eh. that's yeah I think that's the thing I think I mean what it, that's the big question it's what it's five dollars like more is wanted ten dollars is expected anything more than ten then I'm kind of like then I'm raising my eyebrow I'm like really really yeah I'll probably yeah. still get it get I'll, it. I'll still get it because playing these games online that's a for someone who grew up with the, you know, it's, yeah, playing Nintendo 64 games online is a dream come true. It, just, it really is. Uh, just to finally do it, it's like legit. If we it's get like, Diddy Kong and Perfect Dark, then you know it's worth it, no matter almost no matter what. Like um, playing those two online. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, would, I mean, yeah, I know I, I can play Perfect Dark online on the on the Xbox right now, but like but Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong, yeah, Diddy Kong is a big one. Next to Game Mario Kart. Not a lot of people play Star Fox. I like Star Fox online. Um, Star Fox is great. Did you ever do the code for the on foot stuff? Yeah, that, yeah, I like that stuff. That was fun. <laughs> uh, also, we're getting controllers. Uh, I mean, we're getting the traditional Genesis one. Japan's getting a six button, but as you pointed out, there's already like better options for I you if you really want a good Genesis controller. Right. It's like that's cheaper. It's like I don't hey, understand. Yeah, hold, you got it. <laughs> re- yeah, Retrobit makes yeah. these controllers. They're like twenty bucks. It's <laughs> this like, is a Saturn one. It's yeah. it's got a wireless it's wireless it's got a little wireless usb receiver for saturn and for for, uh switch and pc and they make genesis ones too this is the saturn one yeah they have six button genesis controllers that are wireless and they're like 20 bucks and they're officially licensed products yeah i would definitely recommend going with that but it's n64 controller we we talked about this before getting a authentic n64 controller it's also wireless functionality i feel like those are going to sell out really quickly well and someone pointed out something else too um probably can't see it on the controller but like above the start button on this there is a select and a home button which didn't exist on saturn that genesis controller they're selling for 50 bucks doesn't have a home button you can't, you can never leave the second Genesis. You must stay forever. You are you're stuck. Here, you're here forever. You're paying $50 um, for this controller to never leave. Yeah. And there's, there is a, there is a switch home button on the retro bit ones. So <sighs> I, I, I don't work for retro bit. I have no connection to the company. I just was a Christmas gift, but it's just, to, it's shocking to me that it does like 50, like he holds up both of them. And I'm like, sweet. N64 controller. Wait, why are you giving me that giant, awful three button Genesis controller? And it doesn't even have a way to exit the program. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah. Um, moving on for the subscription service, though, uh, there's a bunch of like collection and smaller announcements. We got into more announcements. The one maybe worth talking about was uh, ActRaiser Renaissance, just because it's like an actual remat, like a remaster yeah. visual update to the classic. There's some opinions on how it looked, but also it like, Squarenix is kind of giving hope to people because it's an NX side game um, as yeah. well. Hope that their back catalog, like anything is possible to just show up at some point and get like some kind of remake, remaster, well, not like seven remake, but like an update I treatment. Was, I was reading stuff online. Apparently that game runs horribly on everything. Like, oh, the new version, thought, Renaissance? Because yeah, it was available. Thought, it came out that well, day. Because some people thought, oh, it must be a Switch thing. Oh, the Switch hardware can't even run this. Oh man, which... But apparently it runs horrible on Steam and on PlayStation. Like apparently it's just a, it is a choppy, like unoptimized oh, no. mess. Oh no! Okay, so maybe the hope that's what I've read. From giving people, people hope. That's just yeah. That that's that's weird. But also like from probably a why vis- it was shadow dropped. <laughs> well, the thing is also the thing I want to bring up is I haven't played it and I haven't played some of the other remasters, but you can at least tell from seeing them that 
these updates are trading off like the original sprite artwork aesthetic for these newer update looks like this one's got like like this 3d like model but two side view same thing like legend of mana like the update yeah. they did for that but then there was like there was trial trials of mana sorry trials right. of mana but then like was it legend of mana the one actually retained it the one they just did also recently yeah. that, that one like yeah but that looked like i like that look but like these updates i know in the, na- the sake of like we gotta like make them run on these systems and we want to like visually update them but it seems like they lose something when they do these things. Like it's like this weird trade-off of it's now more easily available to get, but it's not the same thing. And uh, I imagine Act Razor Renaissance is the same thing. I I don't know much about it, but they've added some stuff gameplay-wise to it, which wasn't in the original game, like some tower defense mode style stuff, apparently. But like, oh no no no, no. that that the, the the village stuff was in the game. I don't know if it's the tower defense part, but the village building. No, was, no, no, uh, the sim stuff was always there. Oh apparently okay, now, but now, now you can. Like, now there's a tower defense aspect. Okay, I was I was unsure about that. Now, uh, okay, now so, that makes sense. I guess that's that's a thing. I don't know. I've it, it's it's weird that it was shadow dropped, but like the whole thing's had this weird sort of like cloud over it i feel like oh i at first was like whoa cool like act razor i'm like wow it's available already like square didn't want to promote this at all but then like i started reading that like it's not really like it doesn't really run that well on anything and i was like oh 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 so they just kind of like it was a project and it probably wasn't going well but square was like not in- interested in spending any more money or any putting any delays on it they were probably just like ah, whatever just put it out <laughs> yeah that's a bit of a so, bummer if, if i mean if that is what it is and doesn't i don't know i you know what here's the thing i i don't know if that's 100 percent true this is that i've just read multiple yeah, let me go steam razor renaissance see if uh, we can see some act razor renaissance on steam mostly positive from 70 reviews recommended oh someone can complained about some visual stuff but then changing my frame rate to 90 frames per second somehow got rid of screen tearing oh that's okay not recommended yeah. i wish there was a middle rating uh pass unless it's on sale or just buy it on mobile uh yeah i'm trying to see if there's anything about like cons very low resolution graphics that look worse the higher displays resolution you get consistent screen tearing so um, a lot of screen tearing, a lot of choppiness and jitter and stuff. But so. it sounds like you have, if you set it to certain frame rates or something, it might actually. It's just how weird is that though? This game looks so low, low tech for a PC game, you know? Yeah, I do see a lot of people complaining about screen tearing and like like jitter or like uh, stuttering, basically stuttering, yeah. looking through these. Even though it has a mostly, it says mostly positive, but the negative reviews all seem on Steam seem to all be complaining about that as well. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, just be warned about that if if you're jumping into it. But I mean, maybe it's something they patch. But again, it seems like it was something you said very low effort, low low budget project just to like see what they could get out of it unfortunately it seems like yeah i i don't know it, it probably and i don't know who did it i don't know who did this version of the game so it, it, it there's so many questions because it just it just it existed and it's here and it's out and goodbye <laughs> like it's, sonic, it's sonic powered developed it that company called sonic powered do not know who that is that's i clicked on their steam page and they have nothing else for it uh, Always Sonic, a good sign. <laughs> Sonic Powered is a Japanese software development company located in Nagoya, uh, Aichi Prefecture. They mainly focus on mobile and console games. 
Um, let me see some of their games. I can recognize any of them. Uh, Japanese Rail Sim 3D for 3DS is yeah. one. Uh, yeah. I am I am Air Traffic Controller series. Uh, anonymous Notes. <laughs> um, not really recognizing any of these, unfortunately. Mm. Japanese Rail Sim. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're known for simulation games. Air Traffic Controller, Airport Hero, and the Japanese Rail Sim series are the two biggest ones. And they make a game called Waku Waku Sweets, Happy Sweets Making. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, moving on from, from, from Act Razor and some of the smaller announcements, we did get into the final stretch of the Direct. These final three, probably the maybe the biggest announcements along with Kirby. Uh, and the Nintendo stuff. The first one wasn't even a video game thing. They marched Miyamoto up there. Kozumi <laughs> asked Ko- Miyamoto to jump on, uh, join him on stage. I thought we were about to get maybe Pikmin Four, but then I slowly realized, oh wait, we're getting some Mario movie updates <laughs> coming holiday 2022, <laughs> December 21st, going head to head with Avatar Two next year. <laughs> Oh my God! That's it's right. going head to head with Avatar oh. Two, um, and that's not even the best part because this sucker is getting an all-star celebrity cast of people, okay. including everyone's shocked by this. Go ahead, roll. Okay, roll. first of all, playing the role of Mario is none other than Chris Pratt. Who else could it be but Chris Pratt? Um. This this made it clear that they are definitely going in a very different direction, I think, than anyone expected. Like, I don't even know if they're getting an Italian accent with this. I feel like you might just get, like, a different version of Mario altogether. Although, he did tweet out something about this afterwards. At the end, he did a, it's a me, Mario, in text or whatever. He says, I'm practicing my Mario or whatever. So, so maybe he is going to do it, and he's going to try and do his own take on it, but... Did you ever in a million years think Chris Pratt would be the voice of Mario? Yes, I did. And I'm, I'm super <laughs> upset that I didn't. Cause like months ago I was thinking while driving home, I was like, I should put out, it's like, people don't understand illuminations making this. And like, it, it was buried years, like in a very quiet announcement who the actual director was. It's just someone who's done like, you know, stuff like despicable me, like two and whatever. I'm not, not, I'm not saying it was exactly that movie. It was some movie like that. Um, I'm like, this is an illumination film. Like people don't get it. Like I should tweet this out. People are, are they're not going to be Charles Monet. It's going to be someone like Chris Pratt is going to be Mario or something. I was going to tweet that like months ago. Someone actually did actually in May. Someone else had the exact same idea I did. And I was like, I, I, I was so upset when he announced it. I'm like, I was going to make this joke. I was going, <laughs> to, I was going to make this joke. But it, was, it. It, was, it was one of those like half serious, like it's a joke, but I'm like, no, I'm serious. Like it's, it's illumination. It's going to be like, cause we've known for years that it's, it's it, that illumination studios is doing it. And then like a year or so ago, like we heard, you know, who, who the director was. And it was, you know, just, one of the CG animated film directors that non-Disney CG animated film directors, I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm like, this is going to be exactly like Sing, you know, or, or uh, uh, the Trolls World Tour movies. Like that, that's what you're getting. You're not, I'm like, look at who's making it. Look at who's actually directing, you know, the, the film, the, the writing, like, I feel you're getting, like it's going for, you're, you're going like, to get a big l- pop celebrity l- pop Lego idol. movie. Like yeah, I feel Billie like this Eilish is, is gonna. I'm gonna say right now, like Billie Eilish or someone's gonna do the, the 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 theme song or like the the main vocal song that's gonna be used in every trailer. Like, get ready, like just something like that. 
just, we have that's what you're getting <laughs> it, it yeah they're, they're they're it's clearly going for the direction i don't I'm, I'm not shocked anymore like it just started to click and immediately click that this is what they're going for um i just laugh because in my mind i'm like did Mimo have to like look at this and approve it? Like, did he get like these like photographs that got saw Chris Pratt? It's like, I mean, but also like they probably said like he's he's Star Lord. He's like a huge Marvel. Like that's all you have to do is like Star Lord. Like Star Lord is gonna be like your, your your big Marvel actor is gonna be in here along with this other body of work. Then you have Anya Taylor Joy coming in. You know, just hot off like the Queen's Gambit, and I mean, gonna be in Furiosa. Like you know, another really big talented actor. Uh, who's been in a lot of good stuff is going to be playing Peach. You got Charlie Day, who I just mentioned Lego movies, is in the Lego. <laughs> it's like there's Luigi. I'm like, what, he, he, we're, we're starting to see a trend here. What? No, I didn't know he was in. I didn't see the Lego movie. Um, I oh, know really? Was he the main dude? No. Uh, who was in? Who was he in Lego movie? Oh, he was uh, the 1980 something space guy. Okay. <laughs> All right. The. I know, uh, like the I know space Jack, helmet, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, I know Jack Black and Seth Rogen were both in Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, because yeah, Charlie <laughs> Day's Luigi. We got, uh, as you said, Jack Black as Bowser. That is the only logical pick in this list to me so far. <laughs> I, I just need him to break out his song as Bowser at some point. Just oh, doing oh, like. He, oh, he will. Oh, he some, have you even seen the like this people tweeted the late night show gif of uh, uh yeah. tiktok of him he just gets up and he goes doo, 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 doo. <laughs> like, yeah. like the, yeah, the hunting horn thing <laughs> like, oh my god that's like perfect uh king and michael key is toad it's like people are like is it gonna be real spoken lines or is it gonna be like george clooney south park dog thing where he just makes noises and stuff it's like same as like seth rogan as donkey kong it's like is donkey kong gonna speak like the shitty cartoon or is it just gonna be like yeah yeah seth rogan (laughs) stoner guy (laughs) um I, like, but having Donkey Kong in there, it's like, wow, we're and, gonna and, and cranky and cranky. It's like we're getting more lore. This is the start of like a Nintendo Cinematic Universe. Uh, but let me tell you what this movie's gonna be because there's that one oh, I forget the character actor who plays Spike, the foreman, and he said it in like an like oh a uh, Sebastian like, uh, Meniscalco. I, I can't pronounce his last name. Anyways. He said he was playing Manny Spike. Scalco, they're, sorry. Yeah, they're, he's playing their foreman, their boss. He's playing the Mario Brothers boss. So I'm like, okay, he's from Wrecking Crew, not not the Mario Brothers Spike, not the creature Spike, the human Spike. Yeah, yeah, from, yeah, yeah, from, yeah. From, from Wrecking Crew, and I'm like, okay, let me tell you what this movie's gonna be. It's gonna be about how Mario. Oh, it's Luigi, that one, not the ball one. Yeah, okay. Three yeah. thousand was the ball guy, but it's no, Wrecking the, Crew. Look, look at his yeah, symbol. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, that's right. Now that I see the symbol. It's the Wrecking Crew guy. Like Don, Mario's going to be basically a construction worker. And he'll probably have some sort of friendly rivalry with Donkey Kong and Cranky Kong. And then what's going to happen is he's going to live in a city and then like Bowser's going to come in and he's going to try to like take over the city, you know, or, or like put himself as like the ruler of the city. And, and it's going to be, he's going to try to steal Mario's girlfriend away or whatever. And that the whole movie is just going to be about Mario and, and Luigi learning to believe in themselves and the power of family and I'm surprised fucking Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel. <laughs> got somehow family. involved in this. Yeah, like maybe he is. They haven't announced everyone yet. Maybe he's one of them. Yeah, there's but still it- more still still more roles. Uh, they did at least acknowledge <laughs> Charles Marnier would have cameo roles. Yeah. I already called what it's going to be. 
there's going to be a part where they're playing a Mario old school Mario game. And it's, he's just doing the voices of the in-game characters. Like they'll play mm-hmm. like Mario 64. There'll be a retro mode. He's like, it's me Mario. And I'll just be like that. It'll be like well, a okay. little cameo. My, my prediction is that Mario's going to have a, 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 a phone, right? And, and he'll get like oh. a, a FaceTime. He'll get a FaceTime call from his dad. And it is dad like, hey, Mario, you got to believe in yourself. You know, listen to Papa. And I'll be like, oh, and I'll just be like, all right, dad. And it was so it's Mario's dad. That would yeah. be really and, cool. And, and there'll be some like iPhone or it'll be like mushroom phone or like there'll be some st- stupid Hallmark style pun on, on <laughs> iPhones and FaceTiming and Facebook or something like that. And that's what Charles Martinet He's going to have like three it would lines. Be... Okay. So because it's going to be a comedy, though, that could work. What if they do like a whole like uh, I gotta impersonate you like you know like Harry Potter Polyjuice pushing shit where you gotta they gotta sneak in and like they need someone to be Mario and he goes in there and goes like Hey Mario goes it's me and he's like you idiot that's not what Mario sounds like or something <laughs> like, you, you, you gotta like it's probably too clever for the film <laughs> yeah so, uh, <laughs> uh, but there is one actual like renowned voice actor uh, Jones was pointing this out when we we're doing actually yeah, uh, Ke- Kevin, Kevin Michael, Michael Richardson Richardson that kind of came up on social media a few voice actors were kind of stating really a little bit he's... of a displeasure about uh, not him but celebrities yeah. like being always casting these when they're not voice actors it's a different skill set it also pushes it's, out voice talent it's, but it's, it's illumination it's a, as you said yeah they want the big names when when they announced this movie years ago, that was that was the foregone conclusion. They were never going to get. It's it's awesome that he even got a headshot moment in in the, in mm-hmm. the announcement because Kamek, he is yeah. a he is a staple, long time you know well well known well renowned voice yeah. actor, and it's nice that he's there. Even though it's it's Kamek, it's not like a mainline role or anything. But it's gonna be like um, Bowser's right hand person. I think they're gonna have he's, a decent he's role. Gonna, he's gonna be he's gonna be the uh, Iago of the film, basically. Uh, <laughs> He'll either be the Iago or he'll be the voice of reason that Bowser never listens to. And he like maybe he, I can see him yeah. at the end being the one like where he goes to Mario and helps him out. Like I'm doing the right thing because my boss is an idiot and stuff. Like yeah, or or, or, or yeah, or Iago. Yeah, like so yeah, <laughs> so, so yeah, like that, that. That's nice I did it, but like it, it was a foregone conclusion that this is what they're gonna do because like even Disney and Pixar they don't they don't advertise their celebrities that much. But they're they're kind of like call. Remember when Call of Duty used to always have some major A list celebrity in all their games, and then it stopped after probably after Kevin Spacey for good reason. Yeah, um, probably good reason. <laughs> but but like they always they had like Michael Keaton, Ed Harris, you know. Yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman, like, but they never advertised, right? And that's kind of how Disney and Pixar seems to do it. Like, they get these celebrities and they're doing the voices, but they never really advertise it that heavily. But like for DreamWorks and for Universal, and now Universal owns DreamWorks Animation now, so now it's all one on one big umbrella. They always sell their movies on their voice cast, starting all going all the way back to Shark Tale. Like, and you could even argue Prince mm-hmm. of Egypt if you wanted to, you know, because that was a star-studded cast as well. But like, that's how they've—that's pretty much how they've operated f- forever. Is is we have a bunch of celebrities. Like, that's that's their thing. Is oh, we're gonna get all these names and comedians you know. We'll just boom, 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 flash them on the screen at the end of a trailer. Um, that's just that is the that is the mo the the op, standard operating procedure for for everything every major cg film not made by by disney pixar and and they do the same thing they just don't advertise the names as much so 
yeah, when, when Universal Studios was announced and we're going to have Illumination make it, I'm like, here it comes. It's going to be a big old star-studded comedy pop culture cast. And, you know, it's going to be, a, there's going to be a whole bunch of pop singers doing songs for the movie. It's happening. There is no avoiding it. It all is inevitable. All I'm going to say, Simmons, is no matter what, I'm all in now because of how crazy this cast is. Like, even if it's a train wreck, I just want to, I got to see this train okay. wreck. Okay. I want it to be, I, I want it to be a train wreck. I don't have any faith of it being good. Uh, I want it to be a train wreck because the worst thing this movie could be is just a boring, you know, predictable, like, oh. yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, just, I, a, just a boring, lifeless mess of just like, you know, Mario does, you know, Mario works a thing, and he has a tough job, and Peach gets kidnapped because it saves her at the end. Woohoo. <laughs> Like that's the worst thing that could happen to this film is it ends up just being boring. Like not, not terrible, just boring. Cause I want it to be like Jupiter ascending levels of like entertaining (laughs) bad. Oh no. (laughs) Like I want it to be, and and to be frank, that kind of was the original Super Mario Brothers movie was absolutely. The original ones is in a a special way though, which I think is always worth like a rewatch and like has value showing people it. like it's oh, that, still that enjoyable it's super entertaining it's terrible but it's super it's so entertaining. entertaining that but you're right like i don't like boring bad so like yeah. i hope it's like like train wreck bad but like like but entertaining at least otherwise i hope it surprises me and actually ends up being good and it like you know kind of like surpasses the expectations but i mean who knows it, it could have I, i'll i'll admit that sonic the hitchcock turned out way better than i thought well it really it wasn't anything like wasn't anything great but like sonic the hitchcock was like this was surprisingly not terrible like this could have been way worse like i was expecting alvin and the chipmunks oh jeez <laughs> I, I was i was dead set i'm like this is going to be alvin and the chipmunks like live action yogi bear levels of bad and it wasn't so i'm like well maybe maybe this will surprise me maybe this won't be that bad like being uh i think being all cg helps um and what, what i said you know in, uh, on, on my own podcast earlier was that if it was up to me, would you? What would I do with a Mario CG movie? I'm like, I would not make a CG movie of Mario. Mario to me works great as a Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry of the '40s era style of like high budget shorts. And then I would take something more thematically sound from Nintendo stable and make that the main headline movie personally. <laughs> but it's Mario, and he is one of the most recognizable icons on the planet. So of course he's going to be getting the headline movie. But again, like I don't I wanted to, you know, I, I mean I don't want it to be bad, but like I'm I'm kind of expecting like the Tom and Jerry movie out of this, you know, where because you're taking a property that works well in a video game works well in, in these like small, simple shorts and stories. But then that when you try to stretch it into a giant film and then like, you know, just have a bunch of random celebrities do all their voices. I'm like, here we go. Here it comes. Like and Tom and Jerry, the film coming back at you. Tom and Jerry is just like too, it was just dragged out problem. Like it was like, this doesn't like it. it so it's too long, but anyway, we don't need to get into that Mario movie. I can't wait to see what it looks like. <laughs> they said next year is probably when we'll get our first look at it. So probably nothing left for the rest of this year. Yeah. You'll see a trailer in like June. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Maybe not E3 is when they debut it, but we'll yeah. have to see. Um, there were just two more big announcements. The first one up was uh, finally a, a more in-depth look at Splatoon three um getting a look at the some of the new mechanics in uh, the game especially multiplayer mode and getting a look at the story mode rise of the mammalians uh how in this world there are only two man all the mammals vanish except for two cats uh but they're apparently coming back that's why there's a furry tentacle uh squid thing that uh, that shows up 
Um, literally yeah. turns the character into Captain Caveman at the end of that trailer from Santa Barbara. <laughs> like, I don't know if you know what Captain oh Caveman looks like, but that, looks, exact, that yes. looks exactly like Captain yeah. Caveman. <laughs> uh, the the, the freaking boxes they show, like the first shot when they're in the city and they pop out of those like metal, like, like box, not, not boxes. They look like maybe like rice cookers or something. Well, they look like a, that Pokemon symbol oh, on it. Yeah. I was like, what is like, they're going to be cross and there's always crossover <sighs> stuff, but anyway oh it's it's no it's their arrows they're they're, they're the turn sign arrows um oh, okay but sorry i miss i'm just watching it right now literally on my screen but uh yeah what do you think of this update the the, the, the the theme they're treating it more like how they did splatoon 2 updates with the researcher the developer coming yeah. back is the researcher the, the only thing i mean I, I don't i played a little bit of splatoon one when it, day one it came out on the wii u i never went back and never touched since i'm I just felt like you could have told me this was almost from any Splatoon game and I would have believed you. Um, I don't, I don't think it, it, obviously it's not like, it's not doing anything crazy graphic, like graphically, like obviously like the theme is more dusty, you know, uh, dried up kind of whatever. I, I get that. But like, as far as like the general multiplayer footage, like I couldn't tell you what the difference was until that guy came out and he started saying, here's the new weapons. Here's what they do kind of thing. Um, that's pretty cool. I have a lot of respect for Splatoon though, because it's a brand new IP that Nintendo believed in and backed and became a huge success for them. So I'm actually just, I'm, I'm just very happy that Splatoon exists as, as a new IP, a new alternative, you know, because they, they even said during the development of the first game, they had almost, gone back and made it a mario title i remember to, that and they pushed back and, against and, and it, i yeah. was like i was like man that would have been really that would have been such a bummer i'm just so glad that it that it's that it's new completely original and i love that for it um i think definitely the, appreciate that yeah the strangest thing about all of this what they showed was no release date whatsoever like no no season no like not not just a day but not a month not a season still 2022 just, which we knew just before 2022 and it looks to me it looks far along like this looks this looks yeah. pretty done the story the story montage in that middle there like should a lot like that was the most interesting stuff like the inception city like the nighttime city with like the sky was like the city, like inverted they showed like some bosses they showed like all these crazy environments and then like the conspiracy theory like chart with the strings like trying to like solve the murder yeah. mystery and then like luigi was trying to solve that i mean it was <laughs> like it, just, it was just like it was like out there and it looked like i i need to jump in on one of these story modes i've like put these off for so long like maybe yeah, same, same finally I, I jump in also as uh, bloodworth point out in our reactions the customization like so many different looking uh inklings uh in yeah, there and, and like they, how your appearance you're gonna have probably the most robust customization yeah, options and that was the thing they showed off in the first trailer for it at the beginning of the year yeah uh so i'm, I'm glad this exists i i again the, my head is spinning over over not just this but bayo and zelda not having any concrete dates in 2022 um kirby and kirby got a nebulous spring which probably means march or april uh i think there's probably some debate at Nintendo internally of when to release this. When it is could the also time? just be because of moving pieces, Simmons. Because as you I, said, yeah, it's moving, a few games don't have dates because they're they're like, okay, who's gonna be finished first? Who's like, and where do we right. want to put these? That also could be it. And just before I let you go again, just the vibe I got is like, I feel like this is a first half title. 
like yeah, there, there'll probably yeah. be another update next year like maybe, like it'll probably be a splatoon direct you know or whatever they call them yeah. i forgot them again they're updates and we'll get like the big like hit we're gonna have like the the beta test you know we're gonna have like the, the, the those like things they do ahead of time and we'll get like probably the date and everything with that i imagine it'll be probably, like their may or june title would be yeah. my best guess to this i'm point. kind of in the same boat with you there i think it's may or june but i think they're I think the reason they didn't say it is because, like, you look at Bayo three as well, and, and it, that game does look actually far along, and we'll get to why. But I think they're that, and there's possibly another big, big Nintendo title that's gone on said, but pretty sure it's near done as well. They're probably sitting there looking at their slate and then going, "Where do we juggle these? When's the best time to release each one of these games?" Zelda's November. Let's just get that out of the way. Like that's not even if it comes not, out next year. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even that, that. To me, that's not even in contention. Like Zelda's November, um, but there's probably these two games and a couple others uh, that are probably just sitting in Nintendo. Nintendo's probably sitting like like they're just debating internal. They're probably doing internal analysis on on timing and everything because like Splatoon two came out in July. I Splatoon one came out. I want to say summer or fall the year it did come out on the Wii U. So they're probably like just deciding when is the best time, when is the absolute best time to maximize, you know, hit hit the best moment for for a game like this to come out. I and I think it's May or June personally. Like that, that's just kind of my gut, my gut feeling right now is like, I thought Pri- I thought Project not Project anymore. I thought Triangle Strategy was was a big February title. You know, kind of like Bravely Default too. It's March fourth. So March. It's, I mean, it's close it's enough. Almost. I mean, February is already a little too packed. So probably, yeah, 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 it might be better to start moving stuff out of February. So maybe better. Yeah. Call so it's part. like, yeah. So Kirby again is March or April, and then like May or June is Splatoon. Bayo is kind of can kind of come out whenever. I'm my gut is like late August. Uh, similar to No More Heroes three. Similar to Astral Chain. Um, that's when i'm just like yeah bayo 3 is going to come out like really late august like almost september uh and then november for for zelda and then the other months i think they're going to be filled in by other things which have yet to be announced but uh, come on we 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 know they're in development (laughs) for sure (laughs) and uh as you said one of those games we're talking about where they might fit into the release schedule for next year uh nintendo ended this direct with the Four years in the making, four years of waiting, um, and back and forth between its, its development and status. Bayonetta 3 finally got its big unveiling. Cinematic stuff, gameplay stuff. Yeah. and uh, Gameplay stuff was the big deal because it showed ui it showed life bars. It showed button prompts. It like it, you were looking, you were looking at the game on hardware running and someone playing it in real time. It was not, it was not a pre-rendered thing. Now, that also had a, a kind of its own little like setbacks where like that game is by by just the nature of the game it is, it's going to kill bit rates on streams. So having a compressed video on 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 YouTube run live streamed, it's going to crush the heck out of that video. It's just doing it no favors, um, which which kind of sucks because like it it a hundred percent will look better you know, when you're playing it at home on your own screens, a hundred percent will look better, but yeah, the compression of streaming and YouTube and whatever that doesn't know favors uh, as far as visual pizzazz goes, because yeah, bit rates just with all, with all that stuff happening on screen, the bit rate is just gone <laughs> more, more so than the other games that they, that they advertise. So that, that does kind of hurt a little bit, 
Um, most talk is just about how, like, I wish this wasn't on Switch. I wish it wasn't on Switch. I'm like, it wouldn't exist if it wasn't on Switch. So for, for just whatever. It's, it's, it, it's a silly argument anyways, because it's exactly like Bayonetta 2. Nintendo funded this. So you either get this or nothing. And I'd much rather have this than nothing. Um, I will say it's weird that it goes back to, to me, it feels more like a Bayo 1 color scheme, very much more gray where two was a lot more colorful and this is a lot more muted well gray color wise you saw uh, the theories about maybe why that is right oh i have many theories about right. why that people is think it's a, people think it's a prequel <laughs> a lot of people think it's a prequel i kind of feel that that's a that's a good possibility considering the the, the face the character the, the the 3d face model also the it. voice actor saying they weren't necessarily coming back and yeah people they pointing weren't coming out she back. sounds different and she, and she has the the hair of little cereza from bayonetta one which is young bayonetta um spoilers i don't know if it's a time travel or a prequel i think it's i think her soul's been split because the three is a split down right through ah. the, the witch symbol i think from going from that first teaser trailer where she gets split in half and, and dies or whatever i think her soul's been split and this is like one fraction of her soul and there's possibly another uh i think the virgil looking person at the end might be the other half of bayonetta's soul. i don't think that's gene it's either Jean or it's oh, like wow. the other the other split side of Bayonetta because she has the Cheshire Cat doll on the sword hilt, which oh. Jean, Jean could have, but it would make more sense for Bayonetta to have it. I think Bayonetta's soul's been splintered and that's going to be a big plot of the game because like she doesn't even use her hair to summon the demon. She, she uses her tattoo on her back. Um, you know, and, and the hands that are coming out are, are different are like these these pale white hands with like big purple nails uh doesn't quite look the same as the 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 butterfly uh demon huh. from the first game and she turns into the butterfly lady at some point yeah in the i saw trailer. that yeah, yeah yeah so my my going theory is that this bayonetta is some some entity some ghostly entity at the beginning that we saw in that teaser trailer four years ago like defeated the old bayonetta splintered her soul and this game is all about like that, like like uh, because you're 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 kind of playing as Bayonetta, but you're also kind of not playing as Bayonetta. Like it, it's like a, it's like a Virgil thing with like V and and your reason um, splintered, but like not as not as crazy. Like because your reason is just a big tree monster. But um, yeah, that that is my big brain. Okay, um, it, it just fits the logo. It kind of fits everything we saw That's from a cool before idea. And after. So I, I don't I don't think it's time travel because they already did time travel in Bayonetta too. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I think it has something to do with like her getting killed or split. Like that's that seems like more like especially with the teaser trailer that they they originally showed of you know her getting like shot and stuff. So yeah. maybe that works. What do you think about like the the kaiju battle style stuff? Like her her summons fight, like controlling them in real time. Like she's doing think, the actions on the ground and they're like mimicking her and stuff. So so they 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 kind of teased that a little bit in Bayonetta two, where they where you're fighting some of the fights with the Lumen Sage, where you're fighting him and then all of a sudden they both do their summons and their summons are fighting in the background as you're fighting them and then you take over the big giant um the 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 demon the butterfly demon lady and like you do like the punch out sequence with the lumen sage's big summon uh so like they've kind of teased that a little bit but this time it's like you have three of them as you saw on the on the bottom left with the ui yeah, like yeah, yeah. three different demons like you can do uh like uh armagora or you could do like the big spider and they actually come out fully and like you're it looks like you're controlling them in some aspect so to me i, th I think the graphics kind of maybe took a little bit of a hit because there's going to be a lot of kaiju 
battling going on in this game. Like there's going to be a lot of like multiple large scale character models coming out. The other thing I don't know if you noticed is at one point when she hits one of the big fat demons, it, it smashes into the wall and causes like this whole like big giant crack to appear. So there's like environment damage that like it reacts to enemies getting hit into the side of buildings. And there's, there's a part where like she does like the hurricane thing and it sweeps up all the cars and stuff around. So like, there's like a more, more of the environment is being used and utilized in combat this time than in the other games. Like when she sticks someone to the side of a building with the spider web and stuff like that. So I think maybe there is, uh, I think maybe like the graphics maybe are toned down a little bit so they can do more environmental interactions and have multiple giant kaiju kind of going all over the place yeah the the last sequence of like sliding across like the curved buildings and like with the the, that that looked insane it's like yeah it's also reminiscent of like that part where you freeze the giant wave in bayonetta 2 and you surf down the wave and then like you have a boss fight in the middle of like a like the tube of a wave so it's like it reminded me a lot of that like i i definitely saw a lot of like visual callbacks if you will to like stuff in bayo 2 so uh i'm very excited for the game platinum is one of my favorite game developers out there um i never lost faith in this game a lot of people thought the game was vaporware you you said you have an interesting idea about why we haven't seen this game for so long i I do have an interesting idea and and that is i don't think they've been working on this game for four years i don't think that happened i if you if you because they put up a platinum blog of of a message from both the, the games director and Kamiya also had his own separate one, and um, it's Yusuke I forget what his last name is uh, Miata Miata he, so he's the new director for Bayo Three this is his first time directing a game, but uh, he was part of the game design lead for Astral Chain and it says he worked. Uh, on the team for wonderful 101 i don't know if that means the wii u version or the remastered but he was on astral chain which to me tells me all i kind of says it right there i think bayonetta 3 had some early work done by the original director hashimoto uh who did bayonetta 2 and 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 did star fox zero and then he quit platinum a couple years ago um which caused everyone to sort of panic and think, oh, Bayonetta 3 might be in trouble, might be canceled. I'm like, I think he quit. And then Platinum was like, well, we have obligations to this and to, to multiple other projects they're doing, like Wonderful 101 Remastered, Astral Chain, uh, Babylon's Fall, some of their other stuff, like they're doing a vertical shmup, like shooter game. They're, you know, they have like the, the Demon's World or whatever, that mobile title that looks like Okami. Um, I think they, they literally just went, okay, well, we're putting this project on hold. We're getting Astral Chain done. And then once Astral Chain finished, then they came together and said, all right, who's doing this? Who are we going to, what's the team going to look like? You know, we'll build, let's, let's build a Bayonetta 3 team and then get to work. And so they've only probably been working on this game for two, two, two and a half years, plus whatever pre-production stuff that probably carried over or from whatever they were, might've been doing originally in 2017. That is my big brain theory. That just the fact that the guy was like, "Oh yeah, he was part of the design team on Astral Chain." I'm like, so then he wasn't working on Bayo Three. He wasn't directing a whole other game at the time. Then was he? He was doing that. So now it's possible he could have been double dutying it, but I still think that Bayo Three was probably put on the back burner for for two of those four years where you know we didn't hear anything. So. Mm-hmm. yeah that that that's that's my big brain theory of to what happened with with this game i don't think it's been like oh they've been working on it like constantly like toiling away for four years and have nothing to show I'm like mm, no i don't think that happened i think 
I think they got swept up in other obligations and maybe, maybe the original director did leave and he, maybe he was directing part three and maybe he did quit. And maybe that did kind of like cause a bit of a, a, you know, flummox or, you know, panic for the team and just went, I don't know if it was panic so much as just said, okay, hold, you know, we've lost our main director. Let's just, we'll hold off on this for now, get other stuff done. You know, we have other projects to finish. So that's, that's my big brain on, on, on Bayonetta three. Yeah. Uh, Take it as you, it's all, it's all, it's all just sort of like armchair and anal, uh, 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 armchair analyzing, whatever, but that, that's, that's the way I look at it, <laughs> but I'm glad it's, I'm glad it exists. I'm glad it's real. Um, I'm very excited for it. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Was there any, was there anything else you wanted to maybe like, I, don't no, know, I was just reading over some development history from it to see if they glean anything else. But I mean, it seemed like, you know, pretty much in line, it's like just people have been asking questions over the years and like, so I guess uh, Inaba also comes up a few times, you know, mm-hmm. PlayStation or play, PlayStation Platinum Game Studio at PlayStation Studios. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I'm glad. It, I'm glad it has, you know, it's resurfaced. I mean, I kind of suspected it was the case that they probably just weren't working on it. Like, yeah, hey, your 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 more like detailed version seems totally plausible. It's like, it, it, like it's like, yeah, they had other obligations, and like. The, the Bayonetta 3 is a high profile game. They didn't want to stick anybody on it. So if they had a, de- yeah. a big departure uh, a few years ago, it's like, we're not just going to hand this over to anyone. And as you said, all of our best directors are already tied up. So like they probably just told Nintendo, Hey, we can, we can give you like a C team to finish this, but that's probably not what you want. Otherwise you can give us some more, like we need more time because we got to finish up astral chain for you. <laughs> and yeah. we're doing like some, like a few other things. So it's like, once we finish these, we will get right on this. And you know, that, that, that's fine. Like, like, I think it, you know, it needs to live up to this pedigree. Because I think while there have been some misses from Platinum Games, like Bayonetta has not been it. Bayonetta is like the, in the, held in yeah. the highest regards from Platinum. It, 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 so like it has actually, to get, they have to get it right. <laughs> yeah, and, and Nintendo of all people are actually very cool with uh, doing this to a game. They will do it. Nintendo has shown many times that they're fine just pushing a game back years if it needs to be uh this happened with metroid prime 4 where nintendo was very actually up front and was like you know we had someone making this game and it was just not working out it was <laughs> like like they didn't meet our quality standards which basically means like this game was a dumpster fire <laughs> so so we took it from the original developer which we we kind of know from linkedin stuff was was a studio called namco shanghai and from what I understand, Metro Prime Four was actually being made piecemeal. Yeah, like, we've got. Like, yeah, we talked about lead, all this stuff before, yeah, and then, like, yeah, you would have was to... apparently Namco Shanghai, but then other people, apparently, other parts of the uh, other studios doing stuff for Metro Prime Four were actually right on track or or ahead of the curve. But like the main lead developer was like the one with the most trouble. So Nintendo was just like, forget it. This is a mess. Like, let's let's do good <laughs> thing. And you have to imagine if this was happening in yeah. Three, Nintendo would have said something. They would have like did one of those video updates, like, hey, like ask Kami, like, hey, can you just say like, hey, like there's something wrong, but like we're working on it because you got to give us confidence. Like, it sounds like the reason Nintendo allowed them to just keep like giving like the one off answer, we're still working on it, still coming along nicely. Like to go like for so long, it's because like they knew the situation. Like your situation seems like totally reasonable. It's like, yeah, this is what's up, and like there's nothing yeah. wrong. It's just it's taking a little <laughs> while, and like there's nothing to be gained by saying like it's like they they basically they mistaken like it wasn't their intent but it was announced too early even though they probably didn't intend to announce it too early 
I think it would have been worse if Nintendo came out and said, like, we got to give them more time because we need them to finish this other game for us. Like, <laughs> yeah. it would actually make Nintendo would have hurt look Asphalt like Chain. Nintendo. People have been like, had like, have. people would have just been pissed because they're yeah. like, well, why would you okay this? Why, well, who cares about this other thing? I know nothing. Like, why, why don't you put Asphalt Chain on hold and get Bayonetta 3, like, like you know, fast track? That's exactly like, what yeah. would have happened. And, and I'm, I'm sure Nintendo's like, you know, I just, just play dumb. Like, just, just stay silent, whatever. Just say it's happening. Like, I'm sure it was very much like a like you know Kami expressed frustration at not being able to say anything about it, um, yeah. but like I I, I 100% kind of in my head, in my head I'm just kind of like yeah Nintendo didn't say anything like they did for Metroid because like them coming out and saying like we're we're making them finish this other game for us that you know nothing about because it's a new IP no <laughs> like this <laughs> I think Nintendo knew the smarter road there would have just been like you know okay like it's still platinum platinum's still making this and. If you go back even further, uh, 10 years ago, there there's the Iwata asks with uh, Takahashi from Monolith. And remember, he went to Nintendo and said, I'm going to propose cutting these and these and these areas and area and, and, and events and, and story out of the very first Xenoblade. And Nintendo was like, why would you do that? And he was like, well, I'm not going to be able to make the, the deadline. He's like, well, then just delay it. <laughs> he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, just delay it. I don't care. <laughs> like, he said he was shocked. He had never... He, all the time with Square and Namco, he was like shocked that like their the head response from the boss was just like, oh, why would you cut stuff out? Well, it's not going to be done in time. Well, then the delay, I don't care. And so, okay, okay. <laughs> so if Nintendo does believe in a product, they will just tell them to delay it. We don't care. Like it will happen. It, it, Nintendo has, and they've shown it like over the last few years, they have stuff to fill in the gaps. There's always something to fill in the gaps, even if it's, even it's a, a, a collection of ROM dumps of, of Mario games from, from N64 and GameCube and Wii. Like there's always something to fill in the gaps of time, you know, to make money. So, you know, like at the end of the day, like if we push this back and find something else to fill in the gap time, like we'll make our money and then that'll come out and that'll be well-received and well-loved and leave a lasting good legacy that we can exploit in the future by re-releasing that again, you know, for premium prices. Hello, Skyward Sword. Like that's the way they look at it because Skyward Sword was heavily delayed, but now it has this legacy. Um, and now they can re-release it for $60 10 years later, you know, and that it's kind of brilliant in a way like it's good for the game but it's also good for nintendo and it's kind of something i argue with like with movie stuff too where you need to stop thinking about short term so much because if you if if you make your if you make your movie make your game the quality you want your game to be it leaves a legacy and that legacy uh sticks with a game forever and 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 from a shrewd money-making standpoint you can make money forever you will like Activision will never re-release Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5. But they but they did make a remake of 1 and 2, but 5 will never come back because 5 was a pile and everyone knows it. So like there's there's your kind of lasting legacy right there. It's like the same deal with like with with like some of the Prince of Persia's, like some of the other ones weren't as well received, like just Forgotten Sands on the Wii and even though it was apparently very good, if done out of legacy, it doesn't come back kind of thing. So um I don't expect there to be many cyberpunk re-releases in the future. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he still needs to be released. <laughs> it still needs to be finished. But yeah. like, even, even when cyberpunk is actually finished, like the legacy of that game is tainted forever. Like it's not coming back. It'll only come back in a, like I can't, and that can't even come back in a collection because it's part one of none. <laughs> so yeah, like Nintendo's right in, 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 I think, in the aspects of like Bayo Meta 3, where 
why did it take so long? Well, something maybe happened, but Nintendo was not, Nintendo didn't want to just dump it and they believed in it and they didn't want to rush it out and they didn't want to like, you know, just, just fart it out really quick. So we have something we can make a quick buck on it, you know, off of the, off of the fandom and the legacy of one and two. And even if three sucks, whatever they, they did the right thing, which is like, just take your time, figure it out, wait till your other projects are done. And when this comes out and it's a really good game, great. Now we have, now we have a Bayonetta trilogy. We can resell forever. So it's, it's the smart thing to do. It's not, it's not the, obviously it's not the most exciting thing to do. And yeah, I test your patience really hard, but it's the right thing to do. And I'm glad Nintendo, I'm glad Nintendo did it. If, if indeed that is the, the, the behind the scenes story of AO3, I'm glad this is how it turned out. Mm-hmm. Bayonetta 3, closing out that Nintendo Direct. That was, that, that was, that was it for their, their 40 minute presentation for September. And yeah, they, 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 as we talked about, they covered a lot of ground in there. So some, some really, really good stuff, some interesting stuff. And it kind of, obviously we're still got a few more things this year. They already announced, you know, that okay. we got the... did, did you, were you shocked by no advance wars? Okay. So I, I, I didn't really, I don't want to get it. Yeah. I was like, we're not even going to say that wasn't announced here, but like there was one glaring omission, which is advance war. This is the thing I'm focusing on winter titles for the switch <laughs> and advance wars coming out in December is like, Yo, this is the game that you can like with how much they're pushing dread. It's like, yes. you, you, did, like we, did we need another dread? You could have taken we... out that dread segment and put in a little. I mean, everyone's like, well, they already did a big like treehouse live, like same with Metroid. And, and like, Mario Party. And like Mario Party. It's like, come on, like like Advance Wars, like this game, like this is the series that also I mean, I, I know they both need like Metroid does need like help. Like it needs to be a bigger franchise. It needs to do better than what it is. I feel like, but sure, Advance sure. Wars also is deserving too. And like, you could have made a little carved out a little slice for them. So it was a little I, weird. I, I, I don't. I don't believe it. I don't get it. I don't. I mean, it'll, it'll probably it's, have a launch, a quickie launch trailer. At yeah, Game that's all I can think of is like, that. Yeah, they're gonna do its own little thing on social media. Put out like a trailer, like like what they've been doing for Metroid. Just put out a bunch of trailers leading up to it, and once Dread, I imagine once Dread's out, or maybe once Mario's out in the end of October, <laughs> November will just be like Pokemon time, and we'll talk about Advance Wars a lot. So I was like, okay, sure, cool. So yeah, that was that was a little weird not being there, not even having like a mention, that, not even in a montage of any kind. That was that was a shocking omission to me. There were other yeah. omissions where I'm just kind of like, why didn't we talk about this game? You, you could speculate all day, but that to me was like shocking. Like, what? what? The game's coming out in less than three months. Like, what? <laughs> I yeah. don't get it. Little, little, definitely a little weird on that one. Like, I, I get like, there's nothing more to say on the Game and Watch Zelda thing. There really is. Oh yeah, so. like what? Like, that's whatever. There's nothing like, else to say, but it's like for Advance Wars, I'm like, nothing really. Not even a montage. Like, not even a montage clip. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's that's bizarre, man. <laughs> oh. It's Nintendo sometimes they don't always make sense. They do some like things that seem really smart, and it's like, wait, they what did they they didn't do this or they did this? Uh it's just this 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 comes with the territory. Well, that is gonna do it for this uh this big episode. It was nice. It was a little bit of a drought there for a while <laughs> with Nintendo news and then a big, big September direct carrying that uh, that tradition on. We've had a big september direct every year since the the switch launched back in 2017 so i think it's safe to say this will continue on probably for a while would you the one thing i would wish i i wish for i wish there would have been a little more of a heads up than 24 hours oh yeah this is the especially for a big one like they could have given us like 
36 hours, <laughs> 48 hours, like two day oh, heads oh, up. A, a week could have been cool too. I, don't I mean, know. they did that for, they did that for their E3 thing at least, but I think that was more like the, like everyone in the industry yeah. telling them you need to do this. You cannot just stealth announce your damn thing. And plus it yeah. was too many moving pieces. It's like some probably there was like, we kind of have to. So that's why I kind of like it when there's still these big centralized events. Cause it kind of takes away some of the power from them to do yeah. every, like everyone's like oh they can do it on their own terms sometimes their own terms suck and while a lot of yeah. the stuff about nintendo directors My, is great their 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 short notice thing sucks and i really wish they would change that my theory is that they know there's going to be a oh. million and one fake uh, uh fake rumors of misinformation rumors about what's going to be in the direct and my guess is that's why they do it so short notice because like if no one's really even sure if one's happening, you can't sit there and be like, announce it a week ahead of time. And then over that weekend, a billion posts show up on social media. Here's what's going to be leaked in the direct. And it's not true. And then people get worked up and hyped up, you know, for nothing. So that's my guess, but whatever, like, <laughs> You should like you should not worry about. about I feel like it happens no matter what. Anyway, it's like it's gonna it, happen it's, no matter what. Yeah, like don't the, worry about it, what people yeah. are gonna make up on the internet. Just like it, more than a more than a day would be nice. That's all I'm saying. Like I wish I wish it was a little more than a day. <laughs> yeah, at least it was at a good time for us this time. It wasn't an early <laughs> yeah. morning one. It was a nice yeah, afternoon three, one. So it's like three three o'clock best I, coast, I, I, six o'clock least coast. It's good. I appreciated that one. So I I definitely I'm I'm very you know, was satisfied with that, but yeah, that, 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 that's all, that's all for this episode. Um, thank you again to everyone who submitted questions for the original idea for this episode, which was talking about the rumored N64 games. I went through all the questions. There were only those two that I picked with only ones that were still not, they were the only ones that like could generate an answer. The other ones were all answered. I even saw some of you go in there and go, well, this has been answered now. I don't need that. This is not. So they were yeah. like outdated. So like, th thank you to all our $5 and up patrons who submitted questions. Uh, I'll make that post the week we're recording in rare instances, like three times a year when Nintendo does a big direct on short notice that messes everything up that might throw a wrench in the works, but otherwise, <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's how, that's how it works here. Uh, also had some, uh, some, we have some $200 patrons, our shout out tier of patrons for the month of September. Um, so shout outs to El Thanis, uh, Greg did dark Knight Kettering, Caleb, Toge Crawford and Nick shout out. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you Simmons for joining me uh, and talking about all this stuff. Always a pleasure. Um, yeah, and once no again, problem. once again, Says for, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sadly, uh, sadly, not not the the big deep dive discussion. Exactly. We were, we were kind of like hoping, like we assumed <laughs> that at least maybe Zelda or Monolith Soft would be in this, and we're like, well, that's what we're gonna focus on for this discussion because we'll be here for like ever talking about that. But you know what? This saves it for another time because you know those 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 things are still coming at some point. And uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, we'll it's definitely have that happening. episode. I I have no I have no fear. I'm was obviously not for Zelda and nor for 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 Xenoblade. I think they're coming along just fine. I don't I don't think there's any weird Bayo three situation happening with these games at all. Like I think they're just I think they're doing just fine. There's Nintendo's playing chess. They're playing they're playing 3D Star Trek chess with their announcements and release dates right now. <laughs> <laughs> well for as usual do you want to let uh, our listeners and viewers know where they could uh follow you and check out some more of your work if they're interested yeah uh i'm on youtube at yo video games yo video games podcast which you can listen to on any any podcast listening place uh for free um and then on twitter at 
twitter.com slash uh or at whatever uh <laughs> at doom assist me on twitter at whatever so, yeah at, at whatever don't don't do that <laughs> at doom i was like trying to remember what is the proper way to to announce a, a twitter hand whatever at doom assist me. <laughs> um and, yeah and you can find me on weekends at, at uh, maximilian underscore dude on twitch so ever wanted to like see the the craziness of that big old group stream and mostly focus on fighting games on one weekends thank you again for joining us simmons and uh until next time everybody may the way of the hero lead to the triforce